Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast with Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto. Sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. And by sportscollectorsdaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on sportscollectorsdaily.com. And sponsored by gemrate.com. The latest grading statistic from the four major grading companies is just a click away. Visit gemrate.com. It's free. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast, where we talk TTMs, cards, collecting, autographs, and anything else Drew wants to talk about. And I'm talking about my friend and co-host, Drew Pelto from Dallas, Texas. My name is Jeff Baker. I'm talking to you from Boston, Massachusetts. You're listening to TTM Cast, nationally ranked sports card podcast. We are on season five, Drew. Season five, episode 15 is April 15th, tax day. Hopefully you got your taxes in and submitted and you can sit back and enjoy an hour of card talk. Maybe a little longer, right? Drew, we never do anything. We do, do nothing less than an hour, right? Yeah, if it's only an hour, then then something's gone severely wrong. Yeah, like we're sick or something's going yeah. on. You know, the, there's a nuclear explosion and, and mm-hmm. they stopped uh, making cards. Something happened. But we <laughs> please sit back and enjoy your time with us. We love uh, to hear from you. We love all our new listeners. Drew, again, tons of new listeners uh, in the last six months. And we welcome you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I uh, hope you're enjoying the show. I hear from a lot of you guys via email. Sure, what's the email address? That would be ttmcast at yahoo.com. That's right, ttmcast at yahoo.com. Oh, oh I said it, Drew. I'll, I still give you the quarter. Don't worry. <laughs> Drew, if, you, if you're new to the show, Drew gets a quarter every time he does the email yep. uh, banner. What is it? Email plug? Email? Yeah, email well, plug. We'll go with that. Email plug. We'll call it email pluggy. So, uh, Drew, uh, how was your week? It was good. I got out to a uh, go do some in-person graphing on Tuesday. I was able to get uh, Bobby Witt Jr. and Aroldis Chapman there with the Royals when they uh, playing as the Rangers. Um, let's see. Aside from that, well, I finally figured out what the hell's wrong with my ankle, too, so I can finally start uh, hopefully getting that better so that doesn't affect yeah, you're my old. graphing anymore. You're old. Yeah, it is. I've been diagnosed <laughs> with gout. I'm not even 40 yet, and I've got gout. What the hell is this crap? So You know what? It's, yeah. it's downhill from here, my friend. I know. It, well, I mean... It started on the week of my 30th birthday. I was uh, playing floorball and I ended up straining my groin, took an elbow to the forehead that like resulted in a black eye. And then there's something else that happened that week too. And I'm like, God, if this is what my thirties are going to be like, forget it. I want a refund right now. Now it's like, all right, I'm hitting, I'm going to hit 39 in about a week there. And gout, what, what? No, this, it's this your last ridiculous. good birthday. Really? It's your last yeah. good birthday. So enjoy it. Cause once you hit 40, it just starts sliding. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping like, you know, okay, birthday sushi. And then I look at the list of stuff I'm not supposed to eat. And it's like raw fish is right on there. I'm like, oh, screw you guys. Please. Yeah, no bacon, no sugar, no yeah. beer, no, all the good stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So, hey, if it keeps me on my feet and graphing, fine. I can cut back on all <laughs> that stuff. So, yeah. That's right. Graphing keeps us alive. Yes. Maybe maybe we'll have that as our next T-shirt. I've been playing around with a T-shirt idea, but maybe like we'll it. have uh, autograph autographing uh, keeps us alive or keeps us young or something like that. I don't know. I got yeah. I got to come up with something for the t- for a new T-shirt because we we got about I owe T-shirts to some people and I I'm out, so yeah. I, I got to get some new T-shirts. But so uh, what do you got planned? You got going to any games this week coming up? 
Uh, yeah, actually, on uh, well, it'll be next weekend. So it'll be after we record our next week's show, I'll be going to one. But I've got one planned out for uh, my birthday, the 23rd. Got a lacrosse game to go to on the 21st. And I'm hoping I'm going to have an in-person outing on the 22nd. I don't want to say too much about yet until I have the, uh, until I actually have my cards signed from it. So uh, keeping that one kind of under the table there, but hopefully all that's going to pan out. Very cool. Well, yesterday, my wife took me to uh, a car, one of the local card stores here up in Haverhill. Haverhill's about, I don't know, 25 minutes away from me, half an hour away from me. It's right on the uh, New Hampshire border. It's called K-State Collectibles, and it was a beautiful day. It was probably in the 80s. The doors were open. It was really cool. So I went in there, and I went in with uh, $20. That's That was my budget. I'm like, okay, I'm only spending 20 bucks. So they have they have a lot of, um you know, dollar dollar. Uh, stuff dollar boxes and five dollar boxes and stuff so here i'm gonna run down the stuff i spent twenty dollars i got a uh, absolute tana hauk uh rookie threads patch nice. card show it to you can you see it nice five bucks right. very happy with that check out this one don uh donruss optical rookie phenom uh um what do you call it a patch card with with his uh his uh it's a rookie one with his uniform mac jones oh five, nice five bucks that's good that was pretty good then I, I went into the dollar bin i got a uh cam neely i don't know, even know what year this is 1991 tops all-star card okay. for a buck yeah i got a, a ray bork card that i didn't have this one i was surprised i didn't have this one this is a 1990 91 tops for a dollar nice. i got one two three four five david pasternak cards nice all for a dollar each so they're up they were upper deck and uh, obviously they're really they're uh opeachy and upper deck and they're you know they're all fairly recent but i don't care i got five passionate cards for a uh, dollar each then i got an alex verdugo uh bowman first bowman card cool for a dollar i got this um tops uh, pa uh patriots the masters card uh, of Terry Glenn for a buck. And lastly, I was on my way out, I was leaving and I saw this card and it's a upper deck 1993 uh, basketball card, Michael Jordan for a buck. Oh, nice. So not bad for 20 bucks. Yeah, exactly. That's really good. So I, I love going through the dollar, the dollar bin and the, 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 the quarter bin and stuff. And they had a ton of, um, you know, autographed it and and uh, memorabilia ones, cool. swatches that for for five to ten dollars. So, if you're in the the Boston area, check it out. The hey, it's called you know, KSA Collectibles in Haverhill. Uh, it was fun. And then after after we record the show today, I'm heading up to the, my local store uh, next town over. I'm gonna go get get the free hockey card stuff, hockey national hockey card day stuff. So I'm gonna go check yes. that out, and uh, we'll talk a little more about that in in um, stamp approval. Okay, cool. Guys, just a couple uh, a couple things. Make sure you check out this past Wednesday's show, TTMcast 101. We had a great, real fun interview with Rick Dempsey. Rick Dempsey, of course, was the MVP of the 1983 World Series. Rick tells all sorts of fun stories about his 24 years in the majors, and he shares a, a practical joke he played on some teammates. He talks about his famous uh, rain delay Babe Ruth impersonation, and he, he's a really fun interview. So make sure you check that out. 
Next Wednesday, this Wednesday coming up, we're going to have a new show. We're going to have Lee Dunbar from the uh, Antiques Roadshow. She's, she's one of the lead appraisers. And she's been on, uh, I think, over 200 episodes. And we're going to talk to Lee about just appraising what go, goes on in appraising and some of the stuff that she's appraised uh, as part of her, her career. So that will be next Wednesday on TTM Cast 101. This week, Drew, who do we got? This week, we've got uh, Sean and Lou from the uh, Hall of Very Good podcast. Sean's a great follow on Twitter as well. I've been following him for a while there. And of course, we're joined by Clemente Lisi, as we are every couple of weeks, talking about the NHL playoffs. Next week, guys, we have Steve Stephen Lane. Stephen's wrote a new book about Mickey Mail. He is the foremost Mickey Mail collector. Uh, and we talked to uh, Les joins me. So Les and I ended interview Stephen Lane. That will be next Saturday. And then Les is going to come on and just talk about all the hobby happenings. Drew, this week we have all our regular segments, right? Absolutely. We've got Baker's Dozen where we cover all the news from the previous week in the entire hobby and industry side of things. We've got Collector's Corner, as we mentioned. It's going to be Sean and Lou from the Hall of Very Good podcast joining us there, followed by Clemente Lisi talking some NHL playoffs. We've got Making the Grade, where we talk about all things grading in the world of collectibles. Stamp Approval, where Jeff and I give our thumbs up on something from the previous week. You never know what it's going to be. Well, we kind of gave you a bit of a uh, taste of it there early on there, but uh, stick around. We'll give you the whole, the whole thing of uh, what we're giving our thumbs up to. We've got the Vern Rap Minute where we cover deaths in the world of sports, celebrity, music, movies, politics, anything like that. Anybody that you might TTM. And of course, the main reason why we're here and why you've joined us, our TTM returns. And you'll notice the calmness in Drew's voice. He's not, he's not, we talked him off the ledge, all's good with life. He's doing great. He's, <laughs> he's got a new, a new lease on life, a new look, outlook on things. He is just, he's zen, right? Drew, you're zen right now, right? Basically, yes. Uh, there's the occasional <laughs> freak out right there. But no, aside from that, I'm like, yeah, we're good. All right, guys, we want to hear from you. We love our emails and, and uh, notes from our listeners. We love suggestions uh, of how, how the show can get better. You know, one is get rid of me. That, that That's always a good one. And Drew's cousins always, uh, always put in a good word for him. Guys, send your emails to ttmcast at yahoo.com. Send us. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to be a guest on the show, we're always looking for collectors, right, Drew? If you're passionate about something, you don't have to have the best Mickey Mantle or or Sandy Koufax collection. You know, if it's just something that you're you're, uh, passionate about and you want to talk and share your your passion with with fellow collectors, we'd love to have you on the show. So if you want to be a guest on the show, don't be shy. We, uh, that's how drew started we we started with drew as a guest way back five years ago and look, look at him now he commands the top dollar on in the market for for his services so there is hope for everyone because look what drew has done with, with, with his, his talent so guys if you want to be on the show if you have any suggestions send it to us at ttmcast at yahoo.com all right but i think we got all the housekeeping in order right i think so all right next up is Baker's Dozen. Baker's Dozen, sponsored by SportsCollectorsDaily.com. Smart collectors turn to Sports Collectors Daily to stay up to date. From new releases to incredible collections hitting the auction block, news from inside the business of sports collectibles, and much more, Sports Collectors Daily has it all with no subscription cost. SC Daily also delivers a live look at the most watched sports card auctions on eBay for every sport. Sign up to get the headlines in your email for free or just visit the website whenever you like. With 16,000 stories in the archive going back 16 years, there's always plenty to read at sportscollectorsdaily.com.
Baker's Dozen is the new summary of what's been going on in the hobby. Just want to remind everyone to check out my weekly article in sportscollectorsdaily.com. That's sportscollectorsdaily.com. It's a weekly article on TTMing and what's going on with our show. So you can find anything about our show right there. Drew also writes a bunch of articles for Sports Collectors Daily. You got anything uh, you start, you're right, working on right now? You know, I was a month ago, I started on this piece about the Dallas Card Show. And I tried to talk to the guy who uh, runs the whole thing. I emailed him with some questions that I wanted to get some answers on and stuff and didn't hear from him. A week later, he finally emails me back and says, oh, yeah, hey, I've been busy. Mind if I answer these this week? I'm like, yeah, no problem. Never heard from him again. I sent a follow-up saying, hey, yeah, I could really use these answers here. And I haven't heard a damn thing from him. So I'd love to write a glowing review of the Dallas Card Show, but he's not helping me out on this. So, uh, <laughs> Come as on, of right Dallas now, Card I'd... Show guy, get on it. Yeah, free exactly. I mean, this is, free here, guys. this is yeah, free publicity for you there. And it's like, uh, I don't really know what I can do there. But I mean, I owe uh, I owe Rich several articles. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, nothing's coming to mind right now. I mean, the biggest thing that I could write about, I can't because I'm on the inside of it. So it's like, oh, God, that's going to get me fired. So yep. yeah, that's uh, I told you, I you have really should in, do I've, something on the 72 set, maybe even just the high numbers. I think yeah. I think that'd be a really interesting article. I might do something with it. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, yeah, there's gotta be something in there that I can write about that. Cause I mean, I've mentioned, you know, in the previous article working on getting it signed, but there's gotta be something deeper I can go with on it. So, well, you know, what? I, you know, I know you're a member of the group drew this, that set 1972 set uh, collectors group, right? Mm -hmm. The guys that just collect 72 and the, the collecting the 72 set. It'd be interesting to see why people spend $20 on, on, on a, uh, you, you know, a, T, a Tito Fuentes card just because yeah. it's a high number, you know? What drives yeah. these people to, to collect this set? I, I think it's just, a, it, it, that set always intrigues me and you're working on it, which is even more in terms of getting it all signed. Um, I, I think that might be a great article. Yeah, I might see what I can do with that. It sounds good. All right, guys. Well, we we have Les Wolf uh, on uh, just about every, every week and, and we're looking for some stuff. Yeah, we've got, uh, if you've got, if you ever want to get any of your items appraised or looked at by less, send them over to us, you know, get some, uh, get some photos of them. And uh, I mean, nothing huge, no crazy collections, entire collections or anything, but any like, you know, individual items, send one over to us at ttmcast at yahoo.com. We're going to have less take a look at them. We're going to try to do a show with just him doing some appraisals, um, authentication, anything like that. Send it on over to us if you wanted to get, uh, get his eyes on something. Yeah, I think we're going to do it in a couple of weeks. It won't be it won't be a live show, obviously, but I probably have four or five now. And if you, you have something that's unique or different or something that you picked up and you're not quite sure what it's worth or it's a one of a kind or, or something that's really special to you, send it over to us uh, via my email at ttmcast at yahoo.com. And we'll have less to a, a free appraisal for you. So that will be coming probably in two weeks. I think we'll do that. I also want to remind everyone, uh, This I think there's only one more week for this, is the um, Bob Feller Active Valor Award, uh, uh, org, Active Valor Award org, Active Valor Award org. You can pre-order uh, a set of 39 baseball cards that they're creating. This, there's no cost for, for you to do this. Just put your name, your mailing address, uh, and your phone number in there, and they're just trying to get an idea of how many sets they should should order so it's uh they're kind of they're really a nice looking set go to actofvaloraward.org uh fill out a pre-order of the sets i really we really appreciate it and all the money goes to help um wounded vet, wounded veterans and also for scholarships for veterans another veteran uh charity so please check that out 
Drew, we have some new, a lot of new releases this week. Uh, really yeah. cool. The 2022 Dynasty Baseball is out. It's a one in case card. All the cards are numbered ten or less. It's five boxes per case, so you can you you get a good uh, chance of getting a case hit, right? Because there's only yeah. five five boxes in a case. Uh, they're they're going for about nine hundred dollars. So it's truly a, a lottery ticket. But it's one in case card. The ca- the cards are really nice. Uh, check it out. Just came out. Tops 2022. Tops Dynasty Baseball is now out. Also now available, the 2022-23 Prism set from Panini. Get a 12 cards per pack, 12 packs per box. In there, you're going to get two autographs and 22 Prisms in there. $450 price tag on a, a hobby box of those. Yeah, and Drew, I just this isn't on our notes, but I want to tell everyone. I just saw yesterday, today actually, that Dick's Sporting Goods they have a they have a pre order for Bowman, um, Blaster Box and uh, Hobby Boxes in there. They're right about what Tops was charging. So if you want to pre order 2023 Bowman, either Hobby Boxes or Blaster Boxes, go to Dick'sSportingGoods.com uh, and you can order them right there. So uh, no, no, no free commercial for Dick's, I guess, but. The Bowman, the Bowmans look good. Uh, also coming out is the Panini 2022 Playbook NFL. Four cards, you get four autos or memorabilia. They're going for $290. They're really nice looking cards. It's Panini 2022 Playbook NFL is now out for $290. I've got the NBA Contenders set coming out from Panini as well for the 22-23 season. You're going to see eight packs per box of four cards per pack. Two autographs in there, along with 10 inserts or parallels or variations. So a lot of uh, really cool stuff in there. $450 on the price tag there. Okay, just one show to report to you guys. We got um, the Chantilly show is going on this weekend. And there was another show. Was it a Dallas show this weekend? Who's was another big show this weekend? Wasn't a Dallas one. I'm trying to remember what it was, but oh, the Strongsville show in Ohio. Strongsville in Ohio. That was I knew you were involved in that some yeah. Somebody. So <laughs> The, those two shows are going on this weekend, but uh, and on the weekend of the 28th, April 28th through the 30th at the Rich Altman Show here in Wilmington, Massachusetts, Pete Rose is going to be there on Saturday. Dr. J will be there on Sunday. Also, Walt Frazier, Tom Glavin, James White, Grant Fuhrer, Mike Tyson, all sorts of Patriots and uh, Red Sox are going to be there as well. So make sure you check it out. Uh, Rich Altman Show is going to be April 28th through the 30th. I'll be going probably on that Saturday. Uh, going to go check that out. So it's always a good show. Uh, and if you have any uh, shows in your area, let it, let us know, and we'll certainly promote that for you, all right? Um, Drew, I think that wraps up Baker's Dozen. Wow. I know. It's pretty kind of a quick, short one huh? this week. Yeah. Pretty quick, but that wraps up Baker's Dozen. Uh, next up is Clemente's World. Well, Clemente's World is with our, our correspondent, Clemente Lise, uh, and Clemente and I talk uh, Hockey Collectibles Series, Top Series 2. I'm not, it's top, top, top Series 2. Upper Deck Series 2. I'll get it right. Upper Deck Series 2 is out. We also talk uh, playoffs, hockey playoffs. So um, we give our, our predictions to some of the matchups. Uh, we recorded this on Thursday, so one or two of the matchups had changed finally changed but we had to record on thursday but you get the gist of it it's pretty good clemente is a, a great hockey fan as well as a great soccer guy so please enjoy um clemente's world with clemente lise if it's soccer hockey or collectibles it's in clemente's world it's time for clemente's world with clemente lise Get your graded cards in the hobby's best holder. CSG's holders are crystal clear, secure, and make every card in your collection stand out. And the best part is the price. 
Get your sports cards graded for as low as $12 a card with CSG. Go to csgcards.com to start your submission today and get $10 off the first year of your membership with code TTMCAST. Go to csgcards.com. Guys, it's my favorite time of year. It's Clemente's World. We're going to talk a little hockey. I love hockey so much. We're going to talk a little hockey collectibles, hockey playoffs, and uh, maybe even a little soccer in there. Clemente Lise, welcome. Glad to be back, Jeff. Can you, you know, it's I can't believe we're we're uh, uh, halfway through April and, and into May. And you know what that means? It's time for hockey playoffs, right? The best, the best hockey. I think Absolutely. hockey playoffs this, is not like nothing else. Absolutely, this is when you know the 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 champion is crowned. This is you know for us, you know, spring is you know about flowers and about the weather getting nice. But for hockey guys, it's really all about the playoffs and guys growing playoff beards and yeah. And really seeing a lot of really exciting hockey. I mean, I know lots of people who watch very little of the regular season and then watch the playoffs. So, but I will admit the last month of the season was very exciting. It's been very exciting to see teams trying to get that seventh or eighth spot. So, you know, I tell people all the time, look, I know it's a long season, the regular season, but it is worth watching for many, many reasons, including your Boston Bruins uh, breaking the record. Yeah, it, it was so exciting to they had such a great season. We'll talk a little, we'll look at the playoffs a little more in depth, but first let's talk a little collectibles. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Upper deck has their series two finally released. At least they're getting it as playoffs start. Right. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, upper deck series one was pretty good. I, 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 uh, I bought a couple boxes and, and I like the, the mix and, and I like the, uh, the card, the look, I think, uh, I'm hoping, what are we looking for in series two? Yeah, so for those who had Series 1 and are base set collectors, now you have numbers 251 to 450, plus 50 Young Guns, which are one in every four packs. Yep. Um, so 500 cards. Um, it's a little thin on the Young Guns, I will admit. Um, the, 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 the better Young Guns were in Series 1. Uh, but you have um, Arbor Jockey of the Montreal Canes. Yes, that's how you pronounce his name. <laughs> Close enough. K-A-J. That's his, no, it's funny. His teammates call him Password because that, that his last name looks like the password you would put <laughs> I think. So I love that exactly. story. But he's he's probably one of the better ones, better young guns to get in the second uh, series. Uh, but like I said, not not as many young guns. I would, you know, that are, that are worth chasing at this point. But I will admit they have, you know, UD portraits, young guns canvas, which is typical. Then yep. they have two inserts I really like, something called Lunchbox Legends. For those of us who grew up going to school with a lunchbox, you know, uh, it's kind of a throwback to having the player's picture on, on the side of a lunchbox, and it's kind of cool. And then they have this other card set, um, subset, called Greetings From, and it looks a lot like those postcards you get from, like, Seattle or Las Vegas or wherever, and it has yep. letters on it with the players interspersed in it. I like that uh, subset. So there's something for everybody. It's kind of interesting because the hobby is out now, retail is out, and you're right, in time for the playoffs, perfect timing. Uh, for once, Upper Deck got it right in the sense that it's not always their fault in terms of production or other issues. But the big conversation about this set was really next year's set, Series 1, 23-24, because they changed the hobby configuration. I don't know if you've saw, seen that. No, I didn't. Hobby, yeah, the hobby format went is going to go 12 cards per pack, 12 packs per box. That's 144 okay. cards. Interesting. Current one is 8 cards per pack, 24 packs per box, 192. So you're going to get fewer base and more inserts three three inserts instead of one okay per pack. 
because we get a lot of those. If you buy the hobby box, right, all those fat packs, you get a lot of base. And I think the base collectors, this favors the people who chase the inserts. And as we know, people of our age like the base set. Right. I, like, I love the base cards. Yeah. Upper deck here is favoring the insert. So this series two is one of the last times you'll get that chance to really get a lot of base. I think if you buy retail, you buy um, blasters, you'll still get that. And especially in this set, I, I, the last time I was on with you, I, I talked badly about retail. But I think for a product like this, retail is good. So the hobby boxes are not that expensive. And right, I really especially think, if you're building a set, right? Especially yeah, if you're building a base. Absolutely. Set. And if you look, you try to chase 50 young guns. Those are one for four packs. Those, those are going to be hard to get. You're not going to get them all out of boxes unless you buy a case. Um, so those are harder to get. Um, I will admit that one of the more interesting young guns is a Bowie, the Seattle Kraken mascot. I think it's the first time that a mascot gets a Young Guns card that's included in the Young Guns checklist. <laughs> a couple of years ago, Gritty got a Young Guns card, but it was, yeah. a, was a short print, you know, special card. So interesting. Um, but I think, you know, people like mascot cards and Bowie being the newest mascot card. And, you know, and with Seattle making the playoffs, there's some excitement around that too. You know, what's funny is, is um, I was down in Florida for spring training and we stopped off at Target and, and Walmart, always looking for cards. And uh, three or four times that we were there, there was young kids picking up hockey cards, which made me very happy. You know, and they were asking me, should I get this? Should I get the uh, lore? Or should, should I get the MVP? Or should I get the, the Series 1? And it was just really, these guys, these were young kids, you know, eight, nine years old with their moms and their brothers and sisters. And they were, they were all into hockey, which was nice. That's cool to hear. I mean, I think, you know, the NHL's made a lot of inroads in Florida with the Panthers and, and the Lightning, who won the championship a couple of times, Stanley Cup. So I, I do think there's hockey collectors out there. I think hockey collectors are a little bit more stealthy, we're quieter. We kind of I agree. Like, <laughs> we complain about that, but I think we like it because it doesn't drive the prices up. I mean, think about it. When I go to my local Target in Brooklyn, New York, or in. Right, there's, there's always hockey cards. There's always hockey, and there's never any football or baseball. You know, I like those too, but I like the fact that I can go and I know that if I go back a week later, I can still get more hockey. So I like that. And also, I want to recommend for people who did not get Upper Deck Series 2 yet, it's a good chance to go this Saturday because it is National Hockey Card Day on Saturday. And if your local LCS has those special packs and those special cards, you can get them. And I always tell people, you know, I'm not sure if my LCS has them. I always tell people go to UpperDeck.com slash NHCD. National Hockey Card Day, and they list all the retailers that have um, those special packs. And I really recommend, it's a really chance, a good chance for kids to get involved for the first time, but also for us older guys to pick up some extra stuff. Yeah, and they have Upper Deck is, uh, a, a rookie card set, 31 cards, rookie right. cards that is going to be sold for $10 on National Hockey Day. Yeah, it's, 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 card day, it's, so. it's a mix of rookies, veterans, and some special moments. And Usually they make a different set for the U.S. and different set for Canada. This time they decided to make the same set for both. Right. What happens this time of year is a lot of American fans get the U.S. cards, the Canadian fans get the Canadian cards, and there's a lot of trading on Facebook. It won't be the case this year, else people want to trade and want to get duplicates or something. But, you know, they made it uniform this year for the first time, which makes it easier for us on the other side of the border. We're always trying to chase those cards or Tim Hortons. It's always harder to do that when you're on the other side of the border, and they cost a lot more on eBay. So, um Upper Deck made it uniform this year, so it'll be a little easier for everybody. Who Who's featured in the Lunch Pail uh, super sub, subset that we were talking yeah, about? Yeah, the Lunchbox legend, I think, has Trevor Zegers, who was a rookie last year that people liked a lot, but he was on a bad team. 
Um, I think Connor McDavid's on there and a bunch of other people. So it's a mix nice. of young players and older players. They're fun, you know, but they're inserts, as you know, there's a lot of base cards in those, uh, in those hobby boxes. So they're harder to get, but I think those, you know, I don't know about holding value, but they're just fun. And I think this is what makes this set fun. It reminds me a little bit of top series one, top series two baseball. It's yep. a flagship for hockey. It's a lot of fun. Um, I'm not happy that next year we'll get fewer base cards, but if you like those inserts, it's, it's for you. And it's a hobby is trying to reckon between people who like base cards and base sets collectors and also people who chase inserts, especially the numbered ones, because those are worth some money and people like to see those. Sure. In the are we going to so see any of the guys that got traded at the trading deadline in their new, new uniforms, Patrick Kane? And I don't think not in series two, a lot no. of them are from last season actually for the veterans and a lot of the rookies are from the first half of the season but i think we'll see those in later on uh, but no we won't see uh patrick kane i think will not be pictured as a ranger probably until series one of next year they don't do a they don't do a final update like tops does with baseball, like an right? extended i guess it was called extended and, and they, they they could they will do that but um and it could be there though i don't know i think patrick kane already has a base card in series one it's not likely they'll do it they, they might do it i mean look it, it all depends i guess on on whether they see there's a market for it. I do think it's interesting you mentioned Patrick Kane because I think he's in New York now and he seems happy in New York and it's a big market. So there's definitely a lot of uh, collectors in the New York area. I'm going to go to the Hofstra show this weekend. Oh, nice. Say, make sure you say hello to Les. Yeah, I have to go look for him. I, I do expect a lot of Patrick Kane cards, especially you know him with the Blackhawks. But I do think a lot of New York Ranger fans in the New York area are excited about him. That, that's good to see. Yeah, he's a heck of a player. Well, uh, just to run down, Series 2 is coming out. I think it is it is out now. Blasters retail, you get seven packs, eight cards uh, per pack. They're, they're going for about 25 bucks. And then the Hobby Boxes, you get 24 packs, eight cards per pack. And they're going for about $95. And that's going to, this you said, that's going to be last year we get to 24, eight. And they're going to go 12, 12 next year. Yeah, correct. Now, it, for this case, it's interesting you say the, the retail is $25 because for baseball and football and basketball, those have gone to 35 38 because yep. they're flippers. I don't think there's a lot of hockey flipping. And if it's happening, it's happening in Canada, not here. So $25, that's still a good value. I would go to your local Target, Walmart, or online and try to get those blaster boxes. I think that those are a good value here. Yeah, coming out next week also is the 2021-22 Upper Deck SP Authentic hockey that's 10 packs nine cards per pack you get one auto those are going for about 290 dollars uh, what's your thought on that because they they've run those those for a couple of years now yeah so that as you, you mentioned the year so they're catching up with sp authentic you know i don't collect the base of that but i do like the base cards because they're often has a white background i like mm -hmm. to teach them those or go to a show and get someone to sign them because they do look very nice signed so if you're into that I would just go get some random packs or buy random cards, individual cards in a lot, maybe on eBay or somewhere else, and maybe try to get them TTM'd or get those signed, especially if there's some legends in there. I think those are really, they look really nice signed. Actually, for my TTM returns, I do have a SP Authentic card from a couple of years ago that's signed. And it looks really good. And so I recommend that um, as well. As you can, as you mentioned, uh, is it 2021 or 21, 22? It's, they're trying to catch up there. Yeah, so, I think Upper Deck has been playing catch up for two years now. Yeah. Yeah, and unlike what Fanatics is doing with with Tops, maybe getting rid of some sets, Upper Deck is keeping all these, and they're trying to catch up. And I think they will. I think they'll catch up this year. But like I mentioned in previous uh, appearances with you, you have to go back and try to figure out who the hot rookies for those years were and yeah. try to chase. You know, I mean, I did a whole piece on Puck Junk about that, basically, you know, uh, on Lafreniere and how, you know, I think he's uh, a really good player and, and people in the hobby need to give him a chance. But, for example, you can go back now 
And these new sets, quote unquote, but they're not so new. They're, they're a couple of years old and the Lafreniere cards are pretty cheap because the hype is down now. So there's some deals to be had. Of course, if you're looking for Kaprizov, his card's going to be worth a little more because he was a hot rookie two years ago last year. Sure. Well, and also, also national, we mentioned for National Hockey Card Day is this Saturday, uh, the day we are going to release this. So stop by your local card store, give them a call because they're going to have a special 31 card set for $10 that Upper Deck's releasing, as well as free uh, packs of cards that contain, where they contain, just like uh, like the 25 different guys, basically, right? 30 different yeah, guys. Yeah, well, it's, got, it's, got, it's, it's 10 rookies, 10 legends, I think 10 moments. And there's- Yeah, a, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, so uh, and that those are free packs. So hopefully you can pick those up. Uh, we just love. We, I love hockey. Love hockey cards. And let's talk a little TTM before we start talking playoffs. How, how you been yeah. doing on your TTM? And good. I will say I was doing very well for most of March and the end of March and early April. And I think once Easter Passover came, I think things kind of slowed down in the mail. So I didn't get a whole lot. Yep. In the last Week. But um, some of the highlights of what I got was I, I did pick up a. I got in the mail a Craig Cox of the um of the um San Jose Sharks he signed my 91 tops card Did you send that to his house are you sending it to this the uh team sent it to the team and I got okay. that there yeah I sent like three or four cards off to the Bruins and I haven't seen anything so the yeah I, I don't know that send, I, I think around this time of year with the playoffs they probably are really busy but I think once the playoffs subside then they go back and they you, you'll, you'll get them in a few months or if not I'm, ho- I'm hoping yeah yeah then I got Craig Janney of the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, so he's a great he's time. a great TTMer. Yeah, and I had never gotten him. And, you know, I'm going through my 90s cards, as you can tell. And then I did pick up a uh, Todd Bertuzzi. I got that in the mail. Um, and he signed in my 2005 SP Authentic. And it's a white back. Cool. He signed in a very thin red, which is very nice. Um, so those are the three highlights from the month. And then in my Punk Junk piece, I write about Lafreniere. And I, and I also picked up a... Um, um, Rookie Foundation's patch card of Lafreniere on eBay for $99. I mean, if that set, if the cup set had come out when it should have, this card would have been in the hundreds. But because people have cooled on him, I got it for $99. I thought, look, a game-worn patch, $99 looks really good. I said, I can't, I cannot pull the trigger. So that was my big splurge for the month of uh, March. Don't tell your wife. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Between us. Well, as, the, as we said, we got playoffs coming up. We are recording this on the 13th of April. So we're a couple of days before the, the end of the season. So uh, I think I think that basically matchups are already uh, solidified, if I guess. But let's run down the matchups right now. We got the Bruins at the Islanders. The Islanders are the last wildcard team to sneak in. Why don't we why don't we go? We'll pick the winners of each, each uh, matchup yeah. that we got and take it from there. Yeah, the Islanders, you know, snuck in there, which is, you know, sneaked in there, which is great. As, but, as a Bruins fan, I'm glad be, uh, Pittsburgh didn't get in because Pittsburgh yeah. bothers us. But Pittsburgh, I talked up, I talked them up big time last time, and they didn't make the playoffs, and I think that's good for Boston. No goal, no, no goaltending. Their goaltending was was not good. And that was the case last year when they made the playoffs. Their goaltending was terrible against the Rangers. I remember. So yeah, I think Boston will win this one. Let's look. Let's look at. Let's look at the Bruins. Record breaking season. They. I thought they might peak too early. I was wrong. Points record, they got that, and they got a lot of points and goals from second, third line guys, which is what yep. you want at this time of year. The only negative about Boston, not in this series, I think Boston will beat the Islanders. I think they'll get through. But let's look at the teams in other sports that have broken records for most wins in a season. 
2001 Mariners. Yeah, that's my that's that my go-to. What a team they had, right? Griffey and A-Rod and Randy yeah, Johnson not, and Edgar Martinez. And, right, but did not win the World Series. 2016 Golden State Warriors did not win the World, did not win the NBA championship. This is going to hurt. 2007 Patriots. <laughs> best record in regular season did not win the Super Bowl. So having the most wins in a season doesn't guarantee you anything. I, like I said last time, you can't drink champagne out of the President's Cup trophy. But, you know, I think they'll they'll beat the Islanders pretty handily. So I think they'll get through there. All right. I think this is the best matchup in the playoffs out of any of them is Toronto Maple Leafs first Tampa Bay Lightning. I think that is going to be a fantastic matchup. I think, and that's funny up. because we saw this week a kind of a regular season preview of that. Yeah. Uh, the two great, lost. two great teams. Tor- Toronto has the monkey on their back. They got to get that mo- the monkey off their back, you know. Yeah, but look, let's look at who they have. They they added um, a Stanley Cup champion in Ryan O'Reilly. They have Mitch Marner, Mike Mark Giordano, and Austin Matthews. I mean, this is team is stacked. They are, but as you know, from you know, as you know, the Leafs of old they find a way to get knocked out at some point. Um, this is the best series, I think. I don't see the Lightning as strong as I thought they'd be unless Andrei Vasilevsky gets hot. If he gets he, hot... I, he is the X factor, right? He exactly. certainly is the X factor. Yeah, if he gets hot in this series or in the playoffs, t- Toronto could throw all these guys at him and it won't matter. So, you know, this is one of those pick them series. You know, I want to see Toronto get through. I think Toronto will win in the end, but it will. I know be how many series has Toronto been up three games to one and then just folded like a house of cards, right? Oh, yeah, and Tampa's been behind in, and Tampa's been behind in, in the past in many series and come back. So having Toronto jump to an early lead will mean nothing here. Nothing at all. Yeah, exactly. So how yeah. about the how about the Hurricanes versus the Panthers? Two um, really good teams. I'm I'm as a Bruin fan, the Hurricanes always bother us. They've always been a tough team for us to play against. So I'm rooting for the Panthers, but I the Hurricanes are really good. Yeah, the Hurricanes are really good. I think this, they're one of those understated teams because they're not in this hot market like New York or Toronto or whatever. But I think the Hurricanes will get through there as well. And then we got Devils versus Rangers. Do the Devils have any shot? Because they can't score goals, right? Yeah, they, they have to rely on Nico Hersher. But let's be honest. Kane, Tarasenko, Panarin. If Shosturkin gets hot again, like last year, again, goaltenders really matter here. I, I don't see how the Rangers don't win here. I mean, the Rangers, like Toronto, can find a way to lose, but I think the Rangers will win. All right. Too many, so we, too many good players. Too many do we have players. the Bruins playing the Rangers to for, to come out of the East? Yes. Um, look, that's going to be a great series if that indeed happens. Um, they haven't played the they haven't played the Bruins that well in the regular season. Correct. I think I've seen four or five games, and they haven't played them that well. And this is going to be one of those high-scoring. Both teams have a lot of offensive power. Um, again, Sturkin gets hot. It could be hard for the Bruins, but I think the Bruins will sneak through. I hope so. Okay, out of that out of that East Conference, is there any player that you think might uh, come to the forefront and see his value of his cards increase? Yeah, so interesting. So we saw Igor Sesterkin's cards go up and then cool off. If the Rangers are hot and he's hot, he's in a big market, I think his Young Guns card will will, will jump up. Yep. The card that cooled but will can jump up if the Leafs do well is Austin Matthews. Um, his Young Guns card, I think, can go up in value. So those are two that you have to you look You don't at. think his card's already peaked? You don't think Well, Matthews- they're pretty high, but they've cooled because yeah. he hasn't done anything you know uh, you know he was a lot of hype around him and every playoff time you see there's this hope 
So Austin Matthews is, is one of those players where I don't think he's peaked. I mean, we're not, we're not talking about um, McKinnon or, or, you know, anybody like that. I mean, he's, he's not peaked. I think he can go even higher. He was overvalued for a very long time, but I think he can grow um, including, you know, even like a Mark Giordano, or even a Mitch Marner, these guys are gritty players. They don't get a lot of hobby love. Those can go up as well. So yeah. uh, I would look at those, you know, I said, Sir Sturkin or Vasilevsky. The truth is the goaltenders get hot. But their values don't go up. It reminds me. Yeah, of it's, when, it's really strange, isn't it? It reminds me of when the yeah, it reminds me of when the Blues won the Stanley Cup a couple you know four years ago, and Jordan Bennington's card went up, and then it went right back down. Right back down. <laughs> it was like just one of those things where. So if you want to buy goalies, now's a good time. Don't buy in a week or in a month from now because you're gonna buy be buying at their peak. You know, if you want to buy goalies, buy now or wait until September because if they get hot. It goes up, but then it goes right back down, which is a shame. Um, but that's just been the the, the, the hobby just looks at gold defenders that way. All right. Out, out west, we have the Dallas Stars against the Kraken. Kraken are the uh, first wild card team. And um, the Kraken have, have come a long way in just two years of existence. They're, I think they're a very good offensive team. I don't think they, they can cut it defensively. Um, Dallas might be the, the class of the out west. What do you think? I agree, but I, you know, I think here I, I like to go, you know, with the lower seat, if you want to call it that. I want to go with Seattle. They remind me a little bit of the Golden Knights from a couple of years ago. You know, okay. it's not like the old days where an expansion team could take 15 years to get good. Teams get good now in like two or three. So, and Matty Beniers, who I've spoken about before, he's probably going to win the Calder Trophy for Rookie of the Year. He could have a really good playoff run. I think the Kraken can can pull an upset here. Do you think that um, the depth all around in hockey in the nhl is uh, has evened out a little in terms of the talent level because it's such a world game that they're pulling for they're pulling from all these different countries that are playing at you know if not nhl level pretty close to nhl level in their own, own leagues i agree and this reminds me of when baseball was expanding a few decades ago and people were saying the pitching was watering down uh, until you got players from Japan coming in, Dominican Republic. So absolutely, once you make it international and you widen the pool, like the NBA did, then I agree with you. Like, for example, the Kraken has four scoring lines. They have balance throughout. And that's the kind of thing where I think teams like the San Jose Sharks of 30 years ago didn't have that. You right. Know? And they, they would get players from the expansion draft, and that was basically it, you know. And so it's different now. I agree. You got players from Russia, from Sweden, all over Europe, um, and the game has grown. And I think that that makes teams deeper. And so having, adding more teams doesn't make it watered down. If anything, I think it, it gets stronger. And that's why I think the Kraken could, could go on a run or at least win this series because of that. Um, I that see. I, I'm I'm going to I'm picking Dallas to come out of the West. So I. I think okay. they're. I think they're. They're the class of the West. How, how about the Abs versus the Wild? Two. Every, you know the uh, Abs won last year. They they are obviously a talented team, and sometimes teams turn it on right when the playoffs come. They they kind of the team that won previously. They kind of cruise a little, and, and they get the best of everyone uh, in the yeah. regular season. And I, and the Wild has come. They're they're a very good team. I've seen them play a few times. I, I think the Wild are going to beat the Abs actually. Wow. So, yeah. So, see, I'm on the other side here again. So, I think muscle memory in the playoffs. Look, dynasties in the NHL are going to be extremely difficult. So, I don't expect the abs to repeat, but I think they can win this series 
McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Kel McCarr. Right. I mean, there's a lot to be said for having that been there before, right? Yeah, absolutely. But, especially, especially the playoffs. But I will agree that I've seen some games in the last month where the Avalanche has struggled to score in the power play. Yeah. They've struggled at times, even despite they all... They look disinterested, Clemente. I really, I, the games that I've seen them play, they're kind of they're going through yeah. the motions. And I, I wonder if that's because you won it before or because they feel like, look, we're in the playoffs. Let's just, we're going to turn it on there. Though... The Bruins didn't do that. So, you know, I agree that I've seen some weaknesses along the way, especially on the power play. You don't want that in the playoffs. But I still think the Avalanche could eke it out. They have, The players are so good. Um, and, you know, if someone like McKinnon or even McCarr, like last year, they turn it on. Yeah. You know, it's difficult. Now, they lost, the right. Oilers. They, they lost to the Oilers this week in the overtime. And that was the kind of heartbreaking game that maybe we can see in the playoffs is that they just can't get the job done, though I think they will win this series. Okay, I'm gonna I'm rooting for the wild. Go wild. <laughs> I, I like their uniforms. Yeah. Gold Golden Knights versus the Winnipeg Jets. I don't think there's any, I don't think the uh, Knight Jets have any shot at all. I agree. And if we're talking about players that could value can go up, Jack Eichel. He played exactly. first time first time in the playoffs, though he's been yeah. in the league in 2015. Obviously. He has he has to get that Buffalo stink off him, right? Exactly. He's got <laughs> that small market stink off of him, but he he's already done a little bit of that. But if he can go deep in the playoffs. If they can win the Stanley Cup, we're looking at the next MVP of the playoffs. So Jack Eichel, I think his stuff is cooled. You want to buy Jack Eichel, do it this week because I think they'll win this series. He'll score lots of goals. And to see him in the playoffs would be great. The one negative of the, of the Golden Knights, they've used four goaltender this season yep. for them. That's not typical. Who are they going to go with? Who's healthy? That matters here. So You think they're going to go with Quick? Because he's, he's the think- one that's proven on their lineup. Yeah, I think they're going to go quick. I think they're going to go with him, to be honest. Yeah, I do too. And then we have the, the Edmonton Oilers against the Kings. I don't think the Kings have a shot in heck. I think the Oilers are, are – uh, boy, can they score goals, right? They're, yeah, they're an offensive I mean, team. They are. And, you know, Connor McDavid, ceiling super high on McDavid. But, you know, you want to go out and get some rookie cards of Leon Dreisaitl, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. These guys are a great supporting cast. And I think everyone in – the NHL or what everyone Edmonton is trying to recreate the Oilers team of the Gretzky years. Can McDavid do that? You know, when I went to the Toronto sport expo um, last summer, the, you know, it's 90% hockey, but out of that 90%, it's like 50% McDavid and 50% um, Gretzky. So McDavid is huge in the hobby, but he needs to win a Stanley cup in my opinion. And this is the year that he can do it. Now you mentioned a lot of offensive firepower, dry Hopkins. Absolutely. But the goaltending for the Oilers has always been a little suspect to me. They give up a lot of goals. We'll see. They've kept the last few games in the regular season pretty tight. So if they can do that, I think they'll win this series. But how far can they go really depends on Yeah, I, I don't see them going any farther than the series, honestly. I really see it being the the Knights and the Stars for, for who comes out of the West. And I really think the stars are a deeper team. I think they have, I think they're just a little better than, than the Knights. Yeah. See, I, I, I have, so when I, in the preseason, I had my, my Stanley cup championship game was the avalanche versus the Rangers. Um, but I think I have the right to change that here after seeing 80, you do. Plus, <laughs> seeing 80 plus games. I think I, you know, I, I, I'll tweak it, but I think the golden Knights are going to get to the, are they going to be the best in the, in the West? You know what? You can't really hate a, a, a new team, right? They've only been in existence for two or three years now, and you can't really hate you can't you can't really hate a new team like the Knights, right? 
Not really. And I think a lot of people, it's like the Kraken. A lot of neutrals are going to be like, this is exciting to have a new fan base. It's good for the league. Um, so, yeah, I think the Golden Knights might get, you think it's going to be the Dallas Stars. I think it's going to be the Knights are going to come out of the West. Yeah, I, th- I think the, the champion will come out of the East, though. I think the East is is deeper. I think it's stronger. Uh, I think the, they're better. The, the three of the four be- best goalies are out in the East. I think uh, I think one you know it's either going to be the Bruins, Rangers, or or may, maybe if something happens right for the Maple Leafs, maybe the Maple Leafs. That's that's exactly my list. Exactly the same. I'm looking at it right now. I I, I ranked it just like you did. Um, and if you look at the point totals in the regular season, the East, oh my, like there's like a bunch of teams in the hundreds already. And you're right. I agree that the East looks a lot better this year. We've mentioned this already. So I do think the champion will come out of the East. Rangers, Toronto. But really, it's an opportunity for the Bruins to do this. And I remember we spoke before the season started. I oh, was yeah. I was bullish on the Bruins. Not like this. I mean, no. I wasn't. Could. I told you. I, I I was so wrong on the Bruins. I thought they had so many guys hurt. Their key guys were hurt at the beginning of the season, and I really did, couldn't didn't understand what they were doing. And, and uh, you know, they signed they signed Allmark to this big contract, and like, what are you guys doing here? But yeah. I was wrong. I was 100% wrong because I didn't think it was going to be their year. Yeah. No. And the thing is, the, the question about where they peak too early, they, they're not peaking at all. They've been very consistent, which yeah. is staggering. Um, right. So- I mean, other than losing two games, they lost to the Red Wings and the Blackhawks back right. to back. And I think that was their their little, their little lull. And then every game they come out, what's been helpful to them is they get a lead. They're getting a two goal lead, and right. once they get it, once they have a couple two goal two goal lead, they're they they have enough on the defensive end to to stop that. So you know it becomes it's two to nothing, then it's two to one, then it's three to one, then it's four to one, and then the game's over, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's funny that they lost to the Blackhawks and the Red Wings because there's all this talk about teams who were tanking to get a better you know lottery pick at the at the end, but. You know, they can't blame that on the Bruins. The Bruins actually well, I'll tell you, put the Canadians front and center on that because they tanked the last month. They they yeah. did not show up. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And um, I think the league has to look at that in the future. The league says that it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. But we see it, you know, and, and Montreal could be like what Buffalo did a couple of years ago, which is now they're stacked with a lot of young talent. But can they, you know, can they do anything with that going forward? We'll see. But, um, right. but yeah, it, it's, a, like, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing how much talent is not in the playoffs with Pittsburgh oh, yeah. and Buffalo and, and a couple other teams. There's a, I, there's, yeah. there's a lot of talent that didn't I mean, make the playoffs. I mean, Sidney Crosby and Ovechkin are both not in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I was, I mean, and they're still two of the best players in the league and two best players to watch. And they're not in the playoffs. The talent level, we talked about that just you know a few minutes ago. It's huge. And that, no, it's good for the sport and good for us and good for people who just watch the playoffs because you know, this gives them a chance to see really some high caliber hockey. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I've, I've watched a lot of hockey this, this year, not that I don't always anyway, but um, it seems like they're all, a lot of the, a lot of the better teams are kind of playing the style that the Bruins are in terms of, of a lot of skating in the neutral zone, staying, staying on, on the wings, uh, keeping everything on the sides defensively. And I think they're, a lot of the teams are kind of playing that same style. Don't you think? Oh, I think so. I think it's a very European type of style. And I think yeah. that's exactly what they're doing. Like, it's almost like the Red Army teams of, of the 80s. That, I think that style is totally encroached into the league. I think the Rangers try to do that, sometimes not successfully, but they try. 
Um, yeah. and so, no, I agree that that is, and maybe that's part of also like so many players from Europe are coming over. They've, they've changed the, the North American game big time. Um, it was obviously before very Canadian and I, do yeah, they, like- they have, and you still see that, that, uh, fight that rough, you know, the dump, the dump, the dump into the, the, uh, offensive mm-hmm. zone. And, yeah. and then they, they, they fight each other in the corner someplace. Yeah. Yeah. And no, and we, and that's what the Rangers, that's what they do, for example. But, um, but yeah, no. Styles are interesting, and I think they'll all come to the forefront during the playoffs when you really see, you know, every every game's a must-win at this point, and so uh, it really matters. But even the last few weeks of the regular season, as I mentioned, has been so exciting that you know these teams are up for it, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And the playoffs last a while, so we're going to be um, be lots of things to watch and lots of players to look at to see their values uh, up or down. So right, and and the playoff playoff hockey is a, a total different animal. So when these uh, these guys. Uh, I'll turn it up a notch. And I think, uh, you know, they were interviewing a bunch of the Bruins the other day on local TV and they were like, you know, we love it when, when the weather starts getting warm and we, we, we know what we're playing for. And, you know, New York and Boston, it's going to be uh, 75, 80 degrees the next couple of days. And it's starting to feel like playoff hockey weather. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also we can't get through a call without talking about the weather. So thanks. No, but, uh, but no, but absolutely. You know, I always say the, the weather gets warmer, the beards get longer, and that's how you know you're watching the playoffs. So yeah, what, you mentioned your your article in Puck Junk. It's puckjunk.com. Um, why don't you why don't you give a summary of what what that's all about and uh, you know uh, direct people to the right place to to read it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's my April column on Puck Junk. And, you know, I make the argument that a lot of collectors, a lot of people in the hobby are really down on Lafreniere. And I make the argument that, you know, he still hasn't proven um, himself. There's still time for him to become a hobby star, especially he's in a big market like New York. And he reminds me a lot of Eric Lindros, a lot of hype around him. You know, he's got a contract with Upper Deck and all that. He's on the posters and everything else. But he's playing on a very, very stacked team. I mean, he could have been playing for like team like the Canadians or the Buffalo Sabres. Couldn't have gotten any attention there. And you know, he's on the right. third line of the Rangers. If the Rangers have a really good run, they win the Stanley Cup. I think his values will go up. You know, the idea, the, the fact that he, his cards came out during the pandemic at the height of the market, right? That doesn't help Lafreniere at all. Um, and it's kind of hard because, uh, you know, as we know, with with young players, he's only 20 years old, 21 years old. I mean, he turns 22 in right. October. These, these guys oh, don't hit their their stride until they're about 25 or 26. Right. right. But he's in, been in the league two, three years. So it looks like he's been around a while that he's washed up. So I make the argument, you know, buy his rookie cards now, hang on to them. You know, the people, the, the flippers, they're gone now. And they were looking, you know, when when that Young Guns card first came out, it was a $600 card. That was overvalued. There was no reason why his young right. was six hundred dollars, and he hadn't even skated into the game yet. You know, and so, so <laughs> kind of no- like Jason Dominguez in, in in baseball, right? Right. So you have nowhere to go but down. And so this reminds me a little bit of the hype around Lindros, and a lot of people think Eric Lindros never materialized, but he's a Hall of Famer. You know, um, and and his entry in the league was much more controversial because he didn't want to play for the Nordiques and all that. But Lafreniere, I think, still has time to to grow as a player. He's in a big market. I think he's going to get a lot of love from New Yorkers. If they win the Stanley Cup, then I think he can grow. The, the problem with, in, in, with hockey collectibles is I think everyone co- compares whoever's coming to McDavid, and everyone falls short of that. Um, right. And, that becomes and how a, can you not, right? I mean, he's right, a, of course. He's a oh, once-in-a-generation like talent, and, and yeah. you're asking, you're asking yeah. uh, him, you know, it's like everyone comparing to LeBron, right? LeBron comes in, and now yeah. he's the next LeBron. Well, you know what? There is no next yeah, LeBron. Yeah, when I watch – 
Yeah, exactly. When I watch McDavid, it's like watching like uh, EA Sports, like a video game. Like it's not human what he's doing. And other players yeah. can't do that. So, so I make the argument to give him a chance. It's funny because the story was posted on Facebook and other f- social media forums. And there's a lot of arguing between, a lot of debate whether he's a washed up talent, he's going to be a future talent, you know, the only New Yorkers love him. So this article, unlike my other ones on the Patricks, this one got people talking, which was nice. Um, yeah. But I'm bullish on Lafreniere. I think if the Rangers can go far, his value will go up a little bit. It won't be $600 because that was ridiculous. But what, what, what was Sal's take on it? Did I don't he- know Sal had a take, um, but he liked the piece. I think he likes pieces that engage collectors and, and spark debate. Um, and so, you know, I think Sal's a really big Patrick Kane fan now. Patrick yep. Kane. Sal, Sal's a big uh, Mount Rushmore guy. He likes to, to the he, he likes to build Mount Rushmores, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and I think, yeah, and he's he's he knows everything about the, the game. Oh. I love he knows people. he knows he knows more than anyone I yeah, know. It's, it's, he, it's he's, he's awesome. And maybe we can maybe we can have him on during the playoffs. Um, because yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. And and I, I direct people not just to the Puck Junk website, but you should listen to his podcast every week. It's really a must listen for any hockey fan. I agree. Hey, uh, how is your sonnet your uh, soccer newsletter going? Planet Soccer. I know it comes out every Monday. Uh have you been getting, a lot Monday. Of, getting a lot of feedback from it. Yeah, feedback. I'm getting a lot of subscriptions went up in uh, March. So that's great. Um, I think people are excited about soccer. I think the World Cup kept a lot of fans engaged. Um, the U.S. national team, the men's team is going to play in a few tournaments this summer. The women are playing in the Women's World Cup. So there's a lot of excitement around national teams. I do think that when it comes to soccer, um, American sports fans like the national team. They like to follow the U.S. So I try to gear my coverage towards a lot of that, too, because I know sure. a lot of interested in that and so this summer the men will be in the gold cup which is the north american central american championship the women will be in the world cup in july so i think there's a lot of excitement around that and um all gearing up and building up towards 2026 i also want to thank you you know the great thing about this hobby is you know knowing people like you and you texted me on on easter sunday actually with a a great deal you know that i I jumped on i hadn't seen on on, i think it was a walmart website on on prism uh, world cup blaster boxes that were on sale which is i think that's a you know it's a good opportunity to always go online and look for deals like that because sometimes when the hype comes down the prices go down and people like me who are trying to get the whole set going um i bought two boxes myself oh so. good yeah i mean it's you know it's funny because obviously you want everything when it first comes out but sometimes it's better to wait now not every time because sometimes there there are be hot rookies or hot guys and the the, the supply will dry up but um, you know, for Walmart, Target, some of the retail stuff, they, they, you know, their business, they don't really care if it, what it is, is if they, they got to move it, it, they got to move it because they, demand, they, right? they need warehouse space. Right. Absolutely. And that's where retail comes in handy. And so, yeah, that's so thanks for that. And you know, so absolutely. I think that um, when it comes to retail, you could see older stuff moving. And so it's always good to look at Target and Walmart. I did a lot of that during the pandemic. I was looking on their websites because those were, you know, you couldn't find them in the stores. So you had to buy them online, but right. um yeah, absolutely. And, and because the, the Prism World Cup set doesn't have a lot of hot rookies in it, at least not as of right now, I think the price is going down. So that's... Uh, You've been enjoying the baseball season so far with the, with my, the Tampa Bay Rays kicking my Red Sox butt? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's this time of year is always fun early on. I think every team is a contender the first week and then... After Except that, the Red Sox. And then reality kicks in. Um, I will say I like the new rules. and I do too. Shaving 30, 40 minutes off of games... I'm in on that, so I like that. Have you made any per- any eBay purchases lately? 
The only eBay purchase I mentioned was the Lafreniere um, rookie. Very cool. All right, but yeah, I think we are, we are good. I think may, uh, we'll, we'll have you back in a couple of weeks and we'll we'll have some playoff game games under our belt and uh, we can review some of the new hockey releases and uh, just shoot the shit, so to speak. Yeah, and hopefully your Bruins and my Rangers are still in it. So I know. I'd love to see a Bruins-Ranger uh, conference be, file. That would be nice. That would be pretty epic. Yeah, pretty fun. All right, be good. I, we, will, we will talk to you in a couple of weeks, okay? Thanks, Jeff. Drew, it's fun with Clemente. You know, he just he rattles off these guys off the top of his head. All these, all these got names and hockey players. I'm like, oh yeah, he plays for them. Or oh, I'd never heard him. He, Clemente got the got it right on the top of his fingertips. He's like Sal. So uh, I hope you enjoyed our, my uh, interview with Clemente. We're gonna have Clemente on in a couple of weeks um, when the hockey's playoffs are really going full swing, and uh, you know we'll take a look at some of the other. Uh, new hockey releases so that will be clemente thank clemente we always always love having him on the show drew next up is we've got collector's corner collector's corner well i had the uh privilege and i'll, I'll say it's definitely a privilege to talk to two very good um because they can't be great because that's not the name of this show the very right. good very good podcast they they host the Hall of Very Good Podcast. They have they've been doing it for seven years. The names are Sean Anderson and Lou Olson. They are uh, great guys in terms of, of collecting and passion for for collecting. It was really fun to talk to them. Drew it was kind of like um, being in the middle of, of uh, an old married couple, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so please enjoy my interview with the guys from Hall of Very Good Podcast, Sean Anderson and Lou Olson. And now it's time for Collectors Corner. Let's hear from our collector this week. All right, guys, time for a little, I don't know, we'll call it Collector's Corner. We'll talk, call it Content Creator Section. We got we got two great content creator podcast guys, John Anderson and Lou Olson. You might not, not know the names, but they are from the Hall of the Very Good. It's a fantastic podcast. New shows every Tuesday. And they've been doing this for, I don't know, seven years, right, guys? Oh my gosh. Is that right? That might be right. Yeah, that's right. I'm not yeah, good at math, yeah. but yeah, that might be right now. So, uh, so I, no, I, thank, I feel like I'm, the, I'm ending, entering the, the lion's den with two veterans here, but we're going to talk a little <laughs> podcast and a little baseball, a little collecting, kind of a, uh, 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 you know, just learning about each other. So guys, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. thanks, yeah. for, uh, thanks for inviting us. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Uh, Sean is Sean is from Rockford, Illinois. Uh, Lou is from Wisconsin. So we got a couple of Midwest boys. I am in Boston. So we got every, we got everything covered. Um, you know, when, Sean, did you start the show first? And, and how did how did uh, Hall of the Very Good start for you guys? Well, I tell you what. I mean, forever ago, uh, it was a, a website that I had where we could uh, we could talk about who's in the Hall of Fame, who isn't. You know, I mean, we make the case for uh, for probably somebody who's near and dear to you, like a Louis Tiant, uh, Harold Baines before he got in, Lee Smith, Dale Murphy, you know, these guys that should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, that went from being Cooperstown chatter to kind of water cooler stuff. Uh, Lou and I found out that we both have an immense uh, appreciation of, of, of mustached ball players, So we cross <laughs> paths. Uh, that way through the American Mustache Institute by way of, mm -hmm. of Lou was writing for a brewer's site. And we kind of combined forces, uh, our, our different uh, sensibilities and senses of humor, interviewed a ton of people, realized it was probably more fun 
talking long form and recording and putting that out versus transcribing and looking for sound bites, if that sounds familiar, Jeff. So, sure. <laughs> so after a yeah. while, we said we should do this. We created a hit list of who we could debut and who we knew that we had and who we could talk to. And, and that was probably about 10 to 15 people deep. And as you said, seven years later and closing in on 370 episodes, uh, I think we've, I, I think we've found our niche. Yeah. We're going to have 400. We're going to have 400 by the end of the year. The that, of the hadn't, year. Yeah. that hadn't occurred to me until very recently. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think, um, I think when we were doing interviews, we, we definitely had different styles of interviewing. Correct. Um, and that's still true today. Sean prepares a lot more. Uh, I am much more about kind of going with the flow of the conversation. I don't, I don't prepare much at all, typically. Um, uh, and that's just because if I prepare too much, I psych myself out and then I don't. Um, in fact, it kind of happened last night. Not so much that I psyched myself out, but we, we recorded an episode and I just, I, we record we recorded with someone who made a great documentary that I just haven't seen yet. And, you know, sometimes <laughs> When that happens, you you can't go with a lot of the flow. So sometimes, but that's where we carry each other, and we. Um, but I think but having, you were very familiar with the subject matter. You're not well, giving yourself enough credit. Well, sure, sure. <laughs> well, yeah, but 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 again, you know, it's it's a it's a good give and take. We've we've been we've been working together now for sheesh, uh, fifteen years, Sean. I don't even. I don't think. I don't know. It's um, close. More, more it's than close. more than a decade, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, I know, guys. It, it is. It is like cat talking to a married couple. I. Uh, yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Fair. It's fair. <laughs> we Good do text each person. other at. Yeah, we do text each other at all hours, and that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lou, Lou, why don't you let uh, our listeners know some of the guests that you guys have had on have had on in the last year or so? Uh, oh God. See, this is, we just talked about this very recently on an episode. I'm so bad at some of this stuff. Um, I mean, Bob Costas was on for the 300th episode. That was a very cool highlight um, yeah. of this year. Um, yeah, my favorite. Yeah, we had Greenie on. That's must yeah, we had Greenie on very recently. That was a very cool interview. He's a very, he's a very cool guy. And he, uh, him and I share a similar sensibility about the World Baseball Classic, which was nice. Uh, we had Lutha Davis on again. And I love, uh, if Lutha hears this, I I want her to know that I love her so much. Um, it, you know, we're very, we're very lucky, Jeff. We, we have such a good group of, of returning guests too, of people who are friends of ours, you know, Greg Kreinler and um, Todd Radom. And we just have such a nice group of people who we get to, we are fortunate enough to call our friends and get to talk to on a regular basis. So, I mean, I like to think that we try to do a little bit for everybody. We also, you know, we have people who, you know, have done movies. We've had movie stars on, we've had Hank Azari on, and we've had Michael Rooker, who is like Yondu and Guardians of the Galaxy. And like, you know, we try to, we try to touch on all kinds of interests, Uh, but I'll be honest, predominantly, I think the thing that we like to talk about the most is the Negro Leagues and the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League, I think are the things we like to talk about the most. Glenn Burke. I had uh, Wilma Briggs on. I don't know if you know know her from the- Oh yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, very fantastic. Yeah, all those ladies are, are, are just, they're so special and they're, they're, they're leaving us, you know, so like know. their stories are fleeting. Same with the Negro League players, you know, we have so few of those stories left. Um, so Sean and I do our best to try to bring as much attention to those things as, as we can, books, movies, a documentary. Sean, Sean, who was your most difficult guest in terms of, you know, sometimes guests don't like to 
give <laughs> answers. They, you know, they, they, they're one, they're one word answers in, in their oh topic. Yes, Sean, go ahead. Tell the, Jeff. The, the most difficult one that we had that was, uh, man, I don't want to call him out, but he's not going to listen. No, uh, no way he'll he ever hear this. Well, I don't are, think we're big enough for this to like to Lou, go. Lou, are, Lou, are you thinking Chris Sabo? That is who I was thinking. Okay. Yeah, that is who I was yeah. thinking. And, yeah, Chris, and again, Chris was, is a tough nut to crack, but he was as a player too. So I don't know why we thought that a guy who rarely gave interviews was going to be, uh, you know, great podcast fodder. But we did get Chris Sabo. <laughs> yeah, so there yeah, was that very good. And I mean, great ball player. Have you had any disasters? I'll I'll share a disaster with you. I had when I first started. I got Steve Garvey on on a whim. I saw I saw him at a show. I got Steve Garvey on. I called awesome. him up. Took a like I like you guys. It took about a month to get him on. I finally mm. interviewed him. I went to play the interview. It wasn't there. Nothing. Oh, yeah, was that's there. happened. Yeah, oh, yeah, we yeah. had that. Yeah, we had that. We had that yeah. happen with Arliss. Yeah, Robert <laughs> Wool. That with happened. Robert with, Wool. Um, yeah. He was very uh, cool about it. Who was the other? We had another very famous the, person. The Sklar that, brothers had happened. Oh, with. the Sklar brothers had happened. Yeah. With? It, it, brothers you know, it's are, only the big ones that had happened. Yeah. To. Well, they're and they're what's nice is those guys are all super. They're all super nice about it. Yeah. And they've all been super understanding. Like most people get it. How did Steve Garvey take it, though, Jeff? I, I didn't even tell him. I, 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 I was so I was so embarrassed. I, the lost I did, Steve Garvey. Episode. But, I did, but I did get him back on about yeah. a, uh, I don't know, a year, year and a half later. Oh, so nice. There That's you go. good. There you go. I was yeah, so we, embarrassed. We did get er, early on. We got Bucknered, which now that's become the verb, which is. Um, oh, yeah. Well, we were, he's... Line, we were lined up with Bill, which. OK, so that's a weird story because we we're at a show and Dale Murphy vouched for us. And so Buckner gave me his phone number at a show on a business card on, yep. on the backside of a business card. And that's just a weird call to make, right? You know, it's like, hey, remember me? I was one of probably, but how many people did he give his phone number to? So I had called him and it was like, it was like a Saturday morning and he was at a golf event and he basically, he's like, can I call you back? And I'm like, yeah, that's never happening. <laughs> and then he, but then he called back yeah. and we set something up. And that night by his time, his design, his everything, Lou and I cleared our calendars to make it work because it wasn't like, it wasn't Thursday at six, you know, it was like a weird, you know, it yeah. was like, you know, like Friday at two 30 or something stupid, you know, where we're working because, right. Because yeah. we're, 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 we're normal people and that should be hall of famers. And uh, I said it. And, um, so we called him no response, mm -hmm. called him again, no response, texted him, nothing. And then you sit there, Jeff, and you've probably done this where you're like, how long do you wait until you pull the plug on it? Yep it happens all the time to me mm -hmm. and then so we pulled the plug and then i tried setting something up and then well and then you know i mean a couple of years later unfortunately then he passes away john you know, it was not just, it was not a couple of years it was it like felt, yeah it was okay. it was way less time than that that's why it was rough that's right. why it was rough because we had it set up and then he never showed yeah. and then he died and yeah, we were like so. ooh. <laughs> yeah, I had I had that with Antoine Walker. I had I spent like two hours cool. with Antoine Walker one time, and no problem. He was the best guy, friendly as can be. He gave us like his phone number, his email, the whole nine yards. Set up a, a, a an interview time. He blew blew me off. Send up another interview time. Blew me off. Mm -hmm. And then I I waited like two months, and I went back to him one more time. Yep, no problem. And he he came in. 
He came. Nice. He, he was a great guest. Nice. <laughs> yeah. The the misses are almost more fun and better stories than the hits. That's, yeah. But <laughs> I think that's true in some cases. In yeah. some cases, I think that's definitely true for us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there there are some people that both of us like will will text, but we just can't get them on the phone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you'll respond to text messages, but we can't get you on the right on, on the who, show. Who's so. your white whale? Who do you really want to get on the show? Uh boy man i don't even know it's a loaded I, I, question yeah. now we've i mean honestly we've landed a couple of mine which has been very satisfying and like i think though there's one that i know sean and i both share and we also know we can never have it so i guess in a way it is the white whale and we've taken it as far as we can and we literally just the other day talked about digging it up again for no good reason just because we're gluttons for pain which is uh bartman um steve yeah. bartman and we i'm very proud of us several years ago you know we decided that we were gonna we were gonna we we wrote a beautiful pitch that we submitted to his people it was a very beautiful you know basically saying look man nobody's gonna know it's you it's our word versus the world it's just your voice nobody knows your voice they don't know that it's you and like we told him we we just wanted to hear his side of the story Mm because it's something none of us have ever had and uh his attorney wrote Sean a very, if memory serves, and Sean, you can correct me about. I believe uh, Bartman's attorney wrote Sean a very nice email, uh, thanking us for the for the letter, but just yeah. saying that he that Bart, Steve was just not gonna speak with anyone. First, yeah. it was first it was let's check, you know, let let me let yeah. me see if Steve's interested in doing this, and then, which I mean is typically right, that's, the kiss, that's of death. The kiss of death. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then, but then he came back and said, "You know, I appreciate the uh, uh, the the offer, whatever, and blah blah blah, and this and that." It's like, okay. Yeah. Again, lawyer, a lot of lawyers speaking, yeah. Mike, but basically saying Steve is never going to talk to anyone for to any reason, and I respect that, to be honest. But mm-hmm. also, you know, I thought our pitch was a plus. Uh, there, yeah. and, and and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, Jeff, and I'm not trying to be a jerk. I mean, there are. There are some irons in the fire as they are, but I don't want to divulge anything. I mean, there are some people that sure. that we know we want to get, but I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, um, we're still Ahabin, uh, if you know what I mean, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. you know, we're still we're still on the boat, bud. <laughs> yeah, but the white whale always changes because it was like there's no way we'll get Larry King, and then right. he becomes a text buddy, and you there's, have him on three times. Yeah, and it's there's like, no way we'll get Bob Costas, and then right, yeah. you know, there's no way we'll get Hank Azaria. Exactly. You know. yeah, I, I think I have to I have to steal your guys' Rolodex. You guys have a lot of a lot of, <laughs> a lot of good A-listers out there. Do, are you guys collectors? You guys uh, collecting cards and autographs? Yes, sir. I mean, you can tell Sean is about the video. I, I used well, this I, used to be for me, but I had to clear it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, I'm, my stuff's the other way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lou, you you go because you've got. I mean, it, it, I've. Yeah, so, what, what are you showing us there? Okay, well, there's, well, there's the Stockton. There's the Stockton. Uh, all starting wall. lineups. There's the Stockton. Yeah, it's all John Stockton yeah. stuff, and then uh, just some other a lot of baseballs. Uh, it. I have a lot of stuff. It's again, it's not lit very well, but. Yes. So I collect, um, I collect John Stockton. Um, I have a lot of John Stockton stuff. Um, I, I have a lot of baseball stuff. I have a lot of brewer, mostly brewers. Like if a brewers fan saw my, most brewers fans would, would pee themselves at my collection. I have a Seattle pilots baseball. I have nice. Yeah. I have all kinds of rad stuff. Uh, if you're a brewers fan and I also have a lot of cool Negro league stuff and AG PBL stuff, uh, that I collect. Um, I have, <laughs> One of my new my newest acquisitions, Sean knows one of my favorites is uh, I'm a, I'm a very staunch 
when it comes to major league and major league two, I'm a very staunch Omar Epps. Mm -hmm. Omar Epps is my, is my Willie Mays. And I was very lucky. I recently was able to pick up an Omar Epps autographed ball that he even inscribed Willie Mays Hayes. I don't know how many exist on earth, but I don't think it's a lot. So like, um, and so I have that and I have, I have other cast members on cool balls. And um, so I don't know, like all collectors, man, I don't do it for money. Uh, Sean and I were just talking about this, a a mutual friend of ours, you know, he's a bit of a flipper and a churner and burner, but like, I just collect what I like. Like, I don't really do it to make money. So like, because of that, I, I'm very happy with what I collect, but I know lots of people were like, Oh, I got all this crap I don't need. And, you know, cause they were (laughs) by, you know, they were, they were doing it at the peak and they were just trying to flip stuff. And it's kind of like that already, that kind of is starting to die out, I think. And so you just collect what you like and, you know, just be happy with what you got. I recently started collecting um, Seattle Kraken cards because those okay. are starting to actually come in yep. print because I'm a Kraken fan. Um, so, at, and I'm, I'm wearing a Kraken hat right now because if they win tonight, they'll make the playoffs. And I'm very excited right now about that, about tonight. I have to. Sean, I understand you're a big Ross Grimsley collector. How did, I, how, how did that happen? Jesus. I don't, I don't know. Of, of lack of something to collect i needed something i guess no um as as the story goes i'll just i'll hit the the notes uh years ago as a kid um i so i'm from i'm in rockford and we used to have affiliated midwest league baseball we had the uh a ball team of the montreal expos in the late 80s and i would go while everybody was waiting to get rockford expos autographs i would go to the visitors and because oftentimes it'd be pitching coaches or managers or whoever who had major league careers. And so I would look up on, you know, sports collectors digest or whatever it was and find out who's where. And Grimsley was the pitching coach for the Burlington Braves. So okay. I had his 81 tops card that I took to have him sign. Uh, he took it from me and disappeared <laughs> and then came back and, you know, basically was like, yeah, you don't see a lot of these. Well, he was showing it off to people on the team. Okay. And my, my, my thought is, is that in 88, 89, whenever it was, a lot of people probably maybe hadn't seen an 81 tops card where, you know, I mean, he's a common player, you know, it's not like, you know, I mean, he's not, he's not Rod Carew. Um, So I had that signed and I had put it away and forever. And then when we start this, uh, the stuff online, you know, your MySpace and Facebook and Twitter, whatever, as, as it goes, I used, uh, a, a drawing that somebody had done of that for like the logo. And then it was like, okay, so then I needed to satiate that hunger of having a collection of something. So then that's when I started tracking down Grimsley stuff. Have you, so, did you have him on the show at all? Have you interviewed he's, him? He's been on. Well, so uh, yeah. prior to the show, there had been an interview in that, that we had done uh, for the website where he had uh, become a friend and then he was on the show uh, he's been on twice. Uh, the nice. second time I'm proud to say was the anniversary, uh, the 50th anniversary of his debut. So two Mays ago, and we actually surprised him with Johnny Bench. And yeah, so now Ross has become, Ross, uh, uh, Ross is a fan of us. All he asks is that when I, I, okay, because the podcast is weird and the collecting world is weird. And you know this, Jeff. It's very get, strange, you, isn't you it? Get, you get sent things. And there yeah. are people who will do Ross Grimsley, like, you know, uh, cards, like custom art cards. Yeah. And 
all Ross asks is that if, if I get anything, if I get a second one, I send it to him. That's it. So I, every so often I throw something in the mail to him and then I'll get a text back. That's like, Hey bud, got your cards. And it's like, all right, that's all I ask. That's, that's so, so yeah, so I've got, I've got Grimsley stuff. I've got a tiny corner where I've got some wrestling things. And then what you see behind me is, is um, it's a lot of stuff that weirdly has come from doing stuff with, with Lou and doing stuff with the show. Um, either, you know, guests or uh, places that we've been or so because it, I mean, you could collect because right above me, I mean, nobody at home sees us. This is great podcasting, but right there, I mean, that's, 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 that's a cue card from Wally Ferriston, who is, who we had on the show. He's a a gigantic Yankees fan. Um, He's the head cue card guy for Saturday night live and Seth Meyers. So he sent Lou and I each, we have, we have cue cards. And so what do you do? You frame them, you put them on the wall. Um, how, how do you track down your guests and how, how do you, I mean, you guys have been doing it a long time yeah, now. We just it? hustle. Hustle. Yeah. Sean, just, Sean is a hustler. Just like, it's in, just, just hustling, for fun. Jeff. I yeah. know. I know it's, it's the fun, the most fun thing, but it's it the hardest thing sometimes. Yeah, no. And, and, and that's what it is. It's, it's hustling and, and it's, it's and, also a little bit of luck and goodwill, right? Oh, of like, course. like it's yeah. a little bit of those sprinkled into, you know, you get lucky, you, you hope people like you and then they, talk about you to other people and again like you know you get vouchers from freaking dale murphy and you know um stuff like you know dan evans vouches for you and you're like oh well that's normal <laughs> like that's just a normal yeah. part of my life now um, all right so spe- speaking of somebody that's liking you why is uh why are you blocked by kurt Schilling? what what because we're sensible logical <laughs> normal human beings i guess no i would think kurt would be on your t- your side talking yeah, him into the hall of fame and no, no um no. there was so <laughs> no it, it, it was i don't here's okay so here's the sad part about it <laughs> i don't even remember which school shooting it was it'd be hard to pinpoint which one right. it was exactly anymore there was, there was a school shooting where he okay. was speaking out against, not against, but speaking for guns and this and that. It might have been the one in Connecticut. Who, who even knows? Yeah. And I, I tweeted at him just basically, you know, I mean, I disagreed with what he was saying. And next thing I knew, um, then I was blocked. That's and unbelievable. That's, I, had, yeah. I had one one meeting with Kurt at a show and I spoke to him for about 15, 20 minutes and and. I thought he was really interested in being on the podcast. I, I, he wouldn't give me his information. When, you know, that's the kiss of death, right? When mm-hmm. you don't get a yeah. phone number or an email yeah. address, you're done. So I, I haven't heard from Kurt. So yeah, <laughs> there was um, where, where, where Lou and I are located. I mean, I'm, you know, what a buck 15 door to door to, to Rosemont, where a lot of the stuff is in Chicago and mm-hmm. lose a little longer, but we're able to meet up there and, and, and you hit these guys up at shows like you do. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned, but there was one where Schilling was at and we're, in, you know, we're in, in the back, you know, doing our thing. And Kurt was there and I'm a Red Sox fan like you. And it's like, holy, you know, there's Kurt effing Schilling. Yeah. Part of you is thinking that, but then your stomach drops because you're like, and, and, and without, I, I don't want to delve into to politics or, or whatever, but you're just kind of like, man, what, what happened to this dude? And I just, I wasn't, I wasn't able to approach him. I really, it just, it, it, <laughs> it, yeah, Jeff, it made, it made me sad. 
but yeah i was in i was actually in phoenix when he was with the diamondbacks so i would okay i, I talked to the little diamondbacks with him and i i saw a feature that they did on him in his basement and he had this great man cave basement when he was in phoenix mm -hmm. so i was talking that up and i thought i, I thought i connected with him but it just yeah didn't. there's think you're probably fine I, I i wouldn't worry about it i wouldn't no no this. i'm not losing any sleep yeah, right. nah, i won't worry about it man yeah, we literally have it on the back of our t-shirts that's true <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, so blocked there, by gary 30 is it 36 oh 38 is stupid. Yeah. Oh, gary, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but so there there's there's no secret i mean you, you you look at the guests on our show and i mean there's no secret where 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 lou and i lean and it's so disappointing when you track, you're trying to track somebody down and you get a rapport and then, and, and, and then there's that tweet that goes out and you're just like, ah, damn it. Oh, <laughs> I really shit. don't want to support yeah. this person's platform. Well, we recently, so. I mean, and that's, that's the thing too, Jeff, you've been at this for a while too. I know. So like we recently had to delete an episode, which sucks. Wow. I hate doing that because the guest who was on yeah. and now we've done it twice. Well, the first one was a no brainer. That one I lost no sleep over. The second one I yeah. kind of lost sleep over because it was kind of a bigger name. And that person has absolutely just walked themselves off the deep end of lunacy. And I just went, Sean, we got to pull that episode. And he yep. he immediately agreed. It. Yeah. And um, that sucks, man. It, it sucks that that stuff happens. But like, you don't know. You you try to again, Jeff, I'm sure, you know, you try to keep your own code, you know, yeah. who, who you're going to have on, who you're not, who, you know, who you think is worth talking to, who's not. And. Our code, Sean can correct me if I'm wrong. I think our code has served us exceptionally well. Um, the code, yeah, and it changes over the years, right? Because when you first start, you'll, you, you're looking to get anyone on that, that has any name recognition at all, but uh, it, it's it, it's changed, yeah, 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 it definitely, it definitely evolves. Um, and you know, it's just you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stick with you know what you believe in and what. And Sean and I have very similar values as far as that's concerned. And yeah, so it's true. Peace, and, and, <laughs> weirdly, and, and and this is one of these things that that only a fellow podcaster can understand. Weirdly, there have been two guests in the seven years where you're like, they would be fun to talk to. And then they get arrested for flashing people. Woo! Twice, <laughs> twice that's Oops. happened. Yeah, but we didn't. I'll let you them. connect the dots as to who they yeah, are. We didn't yeah, interview them. We didn't, we didn't interview know. them, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I've had I've had pushback from people that i brought on as guests and people like oh, what are you doing with this guy why are you bringing him on or what why are you giving mm -hmm. him a, a a place to talk and you know it's i'm trying i try to be open so but uh luckily i haven't had that problem guys we're talking with sean anderson and lou olson they are from the hall of very good podcast it is h-o-v-g on twitter hall of very good podcast.com it is everywhere you get can find podcasts they have a new show every tuesday they've been doing this for seven years sean is from rockford illinois lou is from wisconsin and uh this is what they do guys it's basically the two of them gang up on whoever's their guest <laughs> correct we gang correct. up on them that's right that's accurate that's accurate <laughs> and it's a it's a really free free flowing podcast it's a great it's a really fun interview they they, they go back and forth talking a lot of a lot of baseball a lot of collectibles um just kind of uh pop culture too, some pop pop culture stuff and that's what we kind of my my uh, my mm -hmm. podcast host and i 
try to do is talk not just sports and what's going on. And we we have a thing called uh, the TTM cast stamp of approval where, where we always talk about some show that we're watching or some food that we like, or we try to do more than just cards, you know? So, sure, sure. so does, does, does our podcast get that stamp of approval? Oh, it does. Okay, good. All right. Very much enough. so. Very, okay, good. Very, good, good, very good, 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 so. good. Because I've really... been itching. I've been itching to get that Oprah one out of there. So. <laughs> good, good riddance. As I said, I, I listened to the last episode. I really enjoyed it. And, and uh, you've got a new listener. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back and listen <laughs> yeah. to some of your older stuff neat. because I really I really like the uh, the uh, things that you guys talk about and back back and forth and how how you keep the show moving and. Uh, one of my things that I fight with is uh, we we do like two to three hour shows, so you got you guys got to have it down. You got you got a good hour in. Two, I mean, not, two. Not to, always, I mean, but... yeah. I mean, not always. <laughs> I mean, we've had look in the, look. I well, and that's something I'll tell you. I will tell you. We we were we worse at it in the early days. I mean, we would you know the first Lou Temple episode. Jesus, Sean, that was like three hours. Yeah, so we like in the, for a while. Yeah. And, and the, so in the early days, we weren't very good at it, Jeff. We were we were not so good at keeping them quick. But then I think part of it is as you as you get bigger, we were always very conscious of of their time. We're always we always pre ask, you know, how much time do you have? We want to be very respectful. They you they almost always go over. But like you always right. ask and the, you try to be respectful of that. And then we also edit a bit uh because you know some stuff you say uh, off the record yep you no know? you trim you know you trim you know again jeff and i had a conversation before sean arrived you know that that won't make it on the show you know stuff like that but um yeah i mean it's he only uh, called you an a-hole once sean that was pretty good that's oh. that's fine that's fine <laughs> that's that's you know that's and if that's good. the colorful language he chose that, that he came <laughs> i was gonna say asshole yeah asshole's not so bad. <laughs> oh I, hold on real quick jeff i want to rewind yeah. because you asked us who is who is your who's who are you oh, searching yeah. for who's your white whale my white whale is fred lynn oh ah, i okay. have i have i met fred lynn at a show a couple of years ago I got his phone number, him and I text every once in a while. Okay. I have uh, talked to him maybe once really? or twice. I he just you can't had get him to come knee, on. He had double knee operation. I sent I sent him a get well. I said, oh, now now yeah. that you're hanging, he just will not come on. Yeah, what? I've I've Frederick. I've gone down that same path with Fred because I thought if he's on Instagram posting pictures of just laying in bed. Yeah. He can talk know, he, to us for 10 minutes. That's what I said. I said, geez, you, you, you're sitting in bed doing nothing. Uh -huh. let, let, come on and talk baseball with me for, for 15 minutes. No. Nope. Yep. If he's there with his, jo his Johnny and his Walker, which if anybody follows yep. Fredlin on social media, you know what I'm referring to, then. Is it, is then, it Johnny? Yeah. Is it Johnny Walker? It's Johnny is Walker, it, but he yeah. also had a Walker. Because it's not very. The, oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So he was calling it his Johnny and his Walker. So. Gotcha, gotcha. And maybe, uh, maybe he doesn't want to open up the can of worms because then he's if he does my show, then he's got to do your show. Right. Do it, and it's just it's and then he tells, friends, see, and they tells two friends. See, tell two friends. I want to have him on because this is the 40th anniversary. This July is the 40th anniversary of the only Grand Slam in All Star Game history. Yep. Atley Hammaker. That's right. Nice, Jeff. I, pull, I know. Yeah. I know my Fred Lynn. Good, I, good pull. I met, Fred, I met Fred Lynn at the New England Boat Show when I was 10 oh, years wow. old. Wow. Okay. Super so that's cool. why that's why you're chasing him. And that's the same. I mean, that that's that's your Grimsley. Yeah. You know, it's somebody you met as a, as a kid who stuck out to you 
and and you've become a lifelong fan of his i mean not that he's not a borderline hall of famer anyway christ sure. I mean, that outfield i mean him rice and, and and evans put i mean i'd be fine with all three of them in to be honest gentlemen i mean i know that rice is in but but evans and 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 lynn i'm a big hall guy jeff i'm okay with <laughs> you know some of these big, me too these guys in there so but i'm just saying that's your dude and it yeah. didn't matter if it, yeah. if it was, was fred lynn or or reference to podcasts that Lou and I just recorded. If it was Craig Grayback, it oh, it doesn't great, matter who you Grayback. like; it's who you like, yeah. and that's I what's did, fun fact, about collecting. Um, I just interviewed Rick Dempsey, who was going to be on the uh, oh this cool, week, so very he was, cool. He was fabulous. So a great interview. Yeah. Very nice. I like Rick, yeah, Rick Dempsey. Yeah. So yeah. I, that's what I try to do. I try to talk to because we're we're a collectible show. So I try to talk to people that are former athletes and ask them what it's like about their career, but also how it, what it's involved in signing autographs and meeting fans, sure. and what they sure, collect sure. and that kind of stuff. So yeah, do, yeah. do you find that saying now I'm turning the tables, do you find that a lot of these players that you're talking to and, and, and people that are in and around the sport, are they collectors as well? Surprisingly? Yes. Yeah. The, the guys, the, the guys that are open to talking about it were collectors as a kid. Okay. You know, they collected cards with their dad or, or they were collectors as a kid. And mm-hmm. a lot of them are uh, upset that they didn't collect while they were playing because that, yeah. was, frowned upon, that was frowned upon back back in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. And so sure. these guys played with, with all these great players and they didn't collect autographs and jerseys and hats and all the other stuff that they could have been collecting um, because it, they, it was it was really frowned upon, you know. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. But it, it 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 was it's nice to get their their perspective, and that's one of the, one of the things I enjoy. Uh, all right, guys, I really appreciate your time. Sean Anderson and Lou Olson, listen to them on Hall of Very Good, which is a fantastic podcast. It's a new show every Tuesday. Is there a reason why you pick Tuesdays to launch a show to record the shows? <laughs> we we had done Friday. Yeah. And numbers on Friday weren't as good as they were in earlier in the week. And then we were doing Monday and then I was finding that I wasn't able to turn them out quick enough on Monday. So it became Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> we do. We do. We do a new show every Wednesday and okay. every Saturday. So we record. Oh, geez. Usually Tuesday night and Saturday morning. You guys oh, wow. do two a week. Yeah. You guys are machines. No, no. Because what happened was, is we were going three hours. So I said, we got to break this up. So now we have we have a, a, a show called TTM Cast One on One, which is we do every Wednesday, and that's usually about an hour show, similar to what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. And then on Saturday we have our longer show, uh, which goes about two two and a half hours. Wow, awesome! It's a lot it's of fun. content. That's man. a lot. Yeah. Holy when, cow. when do you sleep? <laughs> well, I'm retired, so this is all I have to do, right? <laughs> oh my man! Congratulations! Yeah, congratulations! all right guys nice meeting you anything you want to add before nice i let you go i no i i no. Uh, see i, I mean see the see conversation at, another time see you That'd at national great. see you at the national yeah, we jeff will see you at national I will. oh you'll be oh you must have talked about that when i was getting yeah my we water. did I'll, that's I'll correct be, i'll be going out to <laughs> chicago i had a I don't know if you. I went out. Whatever, two years, three years ago. When was the national in Chicago? Three years oh, ago. Two years. Uh, it's every other two year. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two yeah, years ago. Year. Two years ago. So I went to the. I flew out to the national from Boston on a Tuesday. I landed in Chicago. Literally, I got off the plane. I went into my hotel room. I took my shoe off, and my foot was like soaked with blood. 
Oh, was oh. So I had no idea what happened. I went to the hospital. I had stepped on a nail that I didn't even realize it. And I was in the hospital for se- seven days in Chicago. So I missed the whole national last year. Oh my gosh. Last time in Chicago. So I'm really oh, looking forward no, to going to national in Chicago. So you stepped on a nail from the time you went got from O'Hare to Rosemont? No, I I must have done it at my house, you know, walking around in my sock. Oh, I didn't so even realize like you, it. Oh God, dude. Yeah. Sorry, man. Holy yeah. terrible. So I I missed the national in Chicago. So I'm yeah, let's try to let's try to not do that this time. No, I know. I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, let's try to not do that this. Yeah, time. that's that that'd be bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we look forward to seeing you. We're um pretty soon here. Hopefully, uh, gonna have some surprises that we can talk about. Um, we're looking at at setting something up where fans of ours, fans of yours, uh, friends and guests and whatnot can all get together and talk shop. Yeah, we had, I was telling Lou, we had a, a listener day, listener oh, night. Oh, sweet. Okay. Um, in Atlantic City last year. And uh, um, Dominique Wilkins ended up showing up where we were. So, nice. <laughs> so I said, look at the poll I have. I get to bring Don, Dominique yeah. Wilkins to our Oh, we're going to get his Greg Kreinler. I can't. I was going to say, yeah, I can't promise Dominique <laughs> Wilkins, but I can promise you Greg Kreinler. Boo. <laughs> 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 All right, boys. I look forward to seeing you guys in the National. I thank you for your time. And, and I appreciate it. It's nice meeting you finally. And I'm glad we could finally put this thing together. All right, pal. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks, guys. You move in. Drew, you know, we we do this for fun and they do they're doing it for fun. It's nice to talk to people that are kind of doing the same stuff you are. You know, they 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 have a, a little different um focus than we do, but they, you know, they like ba- they love baseball, they love collecting, and they do it, they they talk about a lot of the same stuff in the same world that we are, you know? Yeah. So yeah. um they, they, it, was a, it was a really fun time to talk with them and hopefully enjoyed my interview with them. Next up is Making the Grade. Making the Grade is sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. Get your graded cards in the hobby's best holder. CSG's holders are crystal clear, secure, and make every card in your collection stand out. And the best part is the price. Get your sports cards graded for as low as $12 a card with CSG. Go to csgcards.com to start your submission today and get $10 off the first year of your membership with code TTMCAST. Go to csgcards.com. Making the grade. Making the grade is a summary of what's been going on in the grading community, and there's a lot of stuff to report. We have some uh, figures from our friends at gemrate.com. We do indeed a weekly grading recap. Here is for April 3rd through April 9th, first week, uh, first full week of April there. PSA's numbers up 16%. They had 313,000 cards go through their offices for grading this week. We've talked about, you know, that magic like quarter of a million number. They've been surpassing that. They're nearing a third of a million now with these numbers there. So nice to see that uh, things are strong over at PSA. Uh, SGC down a little bit, an 8% drop, 25,000 cards still going through them, though. Uh, uh, CSG down 15%, 12,200 cards going through there. And Beckett's seeing a very big drop, a 44% decrease down to 11,000 cards this week. So not sure what's going on there, but uh, hopefully, I mean, that's still, I mean, you're still seeing, what, 400,000 cards almost going through these uh, big four companies. So everything's still strong, at least despite that little dip right there from Beckett. Yeah, I think you and I were talking maybe off the air that I think Beckett's was because of their um, gem mint, the the uh, mint collective 
snafu that they had when they released that new grading scale and i don't think people liked it and i think people were like yeah. well what are you guys doing so i think that might hurt them a little but yeah true it's time for the big three it is indeed it's time for the big three the big three this week's big three is brought to you by gemrate.com whose cards are hot and whose cards are cold this week let's find out from our friends at gemrate.com that's from our friends at gemrate.com they give us exclusive uh, statistics these are guys whose um grading numbers have either risen or dropped in the, in the last week from previous previous weeks uh up way up is the brock purdy was up 74 percent that may be because of the prism came out right prism came out so right. the, the brock purdy card was in the prism set but up 74 percent zion williamson was up maybe he's, he's been down for a little so he was up maybe uh you know with the playoffs coming and, and maybe people think that he's going to have a great playoff and then john morant is up i think he's back right that he is back from uh i think so his legal trouble so maybe you know he's uh, he was down for a couple of weeks he is now up 47 percent, not in the top three but for for growth but uh julio rodriguez number two overall for total cards graded last week his 2019 bowman chrome prospect cards were up 85 percent. so julio rodriguez is still very hot well who were the sliders drew Biggest sliders this week, birthday boy Pete Rose dropped 22%, just had his uh, birthday on the 14th. Uh, Bryce Harper also experiencing a little bit of a fall 20% drop on him, probably due to uh, being out injured here to start the season, so kind of off the radar a bit from people. And uh, Hank Aaron, a 12% decrease in his cards getting graded over the previous week, so... uh, not sure what Hammer and Hank did to deserve that one, but uh, his uh, yeah, just, uh, well, yeah, he, he had a big bit. jump last week, if you do remember. So that is right, yeah, that is right. So, so that's probably why he is down. Well, thanks. That's the big three from our friends at gemrate.com. Make sure you check out gemrate.com, they have uh, all any statistic you want from the four major grading companies, you can find it at gemrate.com. So, uh, uh, check out their website. Uh, Drew, we have some uh, financial stuff to report. PSA's parent company closed out a $125 million line of credit. They're looking for new growth opportunities. I know they're opening a East Coast uh, facility, I believe in New Jersey, right? I think it was in New Jersey. I think so, yeah. Uh, And they've got all sorts of things planned. So um, getting a $125 million credit is great. And PSA PSA obviously is uh, in a strong position right now. We also have some uh, news from our friends at CSG. Yes, CSG is now going to vault graded Sports Illustrated magazines. They've got a deal with a PWCC Marketplace to do that. So if you're a big Sports Illustrated person, definitely look into that. It sounds like a kind of a cool thing going on there. It's going to be a $10 vault processing fee per item that you store there. But uh, all these, uh, the kind of vault holdings here have been really growing here among all the card companies. And CSG starting to do it now for magazines there with the Sports Illustrated's. Kind of cool yeah, that's kind of, that. that is kind of cool. Well, that wraps up making the grade. Next up, we'll have our TTM cast stamp of approval. I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTM cast stamp of approval. Drew, why don't you do yours? Because yours first, because yours is really cool. All right. Yeah. So uh, a lot of you know that if you if you follow me on uh, Twitter, on my videos, on uh, Instagram, that I do typically. I try to do custom four by six photos for any player that I don't have cards of that I have a chance of getting signed. Usually I do it for any member of the Frisco Rough Riders since I see them so much. 
And then any visiting team that I see or any team that I go out on the road to, to check out, I'll do like their, any of their top 30 prospects I'll try to do on there. Well, the problem with four by six photos is they're a little bit unwieldy. They don't really fit too well in my book and everything. And being on flimsy paper there, you get a little gust of wind and might blow it right off the page and down the road and there you sit. So uh, I figured, all right, I'm going to see if I can try to put these into regular card size on regular card stock. How can I find this? What's it going to cost me? And the problem is that with a lot of the printing companies out there, you have to order a minimum of uh, of a uh, you have to order like a certain minimum order, like twenty five of a card or a hundred of a card or something like that. And I don't need that. I need like one copy of each card that I make. That's it. I'm not trying to sell these. I'm not trying to give them away or anything. It's for my own collection, for my own stuff. And so it took me a while, but I hunted around. And I found this great website called PrinterStudio.com. They will print custom cards for you with no minimum. And so I was able to print up a whole bunch of them this week. It took a couple of weeks. It's, uh, I think I've, they may be coming from China. I'm not really sure where exactly they're coming from, but yeah, it took like about maybe two weeks or so total turnaround from when I sent in everything. They got them printed, they got them shipped, but uh, they can do 12 cards. You can do 12 different cards, front and back, $7 plus like eight bucks shipping on. So 15 bucks total you're looking at right there. You can do 18 of them for around $18 or so, give or take a few, uh, a few coins in there. And you can do up to 108 cards, $29 plus 12 shipping. So you want to if you want to do like a 100 card set of some kind, you can do that and pay only 40 bucks to get printed and shipped to you. That's a pretty darn good deal right there. And so I went to printerstudio.com and Jeff, I showed you one of them beforehand there with uh, this, uh, what is this, the 1985 uh, Tops design there for football with, uh, did a card of famous long nice. snapper Trey Junkin right there. That's a potential feature. I know you TCM. love long snappers. Yes, I do. Did a uh, Bob Nystrom one right there fighting, I believe that's Mike Milbury that he's uh, decking right there to the punch. <laughs> uh, another long snapper, Adam Lingner in this uh, 1973, I think it was Topps football design. Nice. And then as usual with my uh, 1972, uh, my, my love of the 72 Topps set, I'm going to pull one out of my binder here. Uh, I did a whole bunch of the uh, Frisco Rough Riders players on those. So here's one, for example, of Mark Church. Cool. I'm showing you on the The guys must Jeff. love seeing those. They do. So many of them are like, whoa, how'd you do this? Well, where did this come from? And all that. And uh, with these ones, I also did a full back on them as well in the 72 style. Wow, looks so, great. Yeah, I'm really happy with how these turned out. Um, so if you ever want to get any custom cards printed, you don't even have to do full backs. You can do just the front of them there. Uh, my advice is make sure you put them in a uh, two and a half by the two and a half by three and a half size of a trading card, but build in some extra space on the side. So do them like 2.75 by 3.75. But have that extra quarter inch just plain, whatever the border color is, have just plain out there. So, for example, those 72 styles, just do it as some extended white. On the uh, black ones that are of that uh, 85 tops football, do just an extended black on there. Make sure you've got some bleed space on there. But they are the best company I've found to go with yet. I mean, no minimum order, just in, you know, multiple, well, it's 12 and then multiples of nine, I think, after that. So, like 18, 36, however many after that. But yeah, if you like doing custom cards to get signed, I highly recommend printerstudio.com. And they are my TTM cast stamp of approval for this week. Very cool. Thank you. Well, my uh, TTM cast stamp approval is really good just for today. We're, we're talking April 15th. It is National Hockey Card Day. And I just love, I love that there's a, a day for hockey cards in U.S. and Canada. And their uh, upper deck has put out a special set with, I think the there's 30 cards in the set and you get, and you go get some free, free packs at your local card store i would call to make sure that your card store is participating in it 
And they also have these rookie sets, the 31 card rookie sets that they're selling for about 10 bucks. So I'm going to head up to my local card store a little later today and pick those up. Uh, if you're hearing this after National Hockey Card Day, which is today, April 15th, I'm sure that the, your, your local card store, if they did partake in it, they have a couple extra packs lying around. Just So just ask about them. So my TTM cast stamp approval is National Hockey Card Day, which is today on April 15th. Nice. Well, that wraps up uh, stamp approval. Next up is the Vern Rat Minute. The Vern Rap Minute is dedicated to Mr. Vern Rap, who passed away prior to me sending out uh, TTM requests. We do this as a service to our fellow TTMers. Uh, to let people know who passed away in the world of sports, celebrity, and uh, politics, and, and music, who you might be sending out a TTM request to, and you're you're not embarrassed by sending out a request to some that someone has passed. So we lost a few people in sports and a couple people in music this week. We lost Tracy Robin uh, Johnson. Tracy Johnson was a running back. He went to Clemson. He played for a bunch of teams. He played for the Oilers, the Falcons, the Seahawks, and the Buccaneers from 1989 to 1996. He played in 121 NFL games, which is which is a pretty good career. Uh, he wasn't much of a TTM. His last TTM in 2019. Tracy Johnson was only 56 years old. We lost Raymond Sawada this week in the world of hockey. He uh, was a right winger, played at Cornell in college, and then went on to play for the Dallas Stars, spent the 2009 season with them, mostly a career minor leaguer, but got his cup of coffee up in the show. Not much of a TTM or last signed in 2012. Raymond Sawada was only 38 years old. We lost Paul Henrich. Paul Henrich uh, pitched for the Boston Red Sox in relief in 1951. He ready for this, Drew? He had a 21.6 ERA. He won strikeout, four walks, and three and one-third innings. But, guys, he made it to the big leagues, 1951. His name is Paul Henrich. He was 97 years old. He was actually a very good TTMer. Nice. He struck out way more batters than I ever did, even with that That's one right. right there. So, yeah. Uh, we lost Mickey Slaughter this week. He was a quarterback back in the 1960s. Played four seasons with the Denver Broncos from 1962 to 66 after playing his college ball at Louisiana Tech. 12-game starter in uh, his career. and. Across the games he played in, he had a 2-15-2 record. So uh, kind of some struggles there, but, I mean, the, the, the 60s Broncos, he didn't have a whole lot of round. Yeah, we're not good. <laughs> yeah. 22 touchdown passes, though, across those uh, 12 games that he started in four seasons. 3,607 yards, and he was an excellent TTMer. We lost Hobie Landreth. Hobie was a catcher, backup catcher primarily, from 1950 to 1963. I don't think he ever really ended up being a starter. But he played with so many teams from the Reds, the Cardinals, the Cubs, the Giants, the Mets, the Orioles, and the Senators. He was the first pick by the Mets in the 1961 expansion draft. Um, Howie Landreth was 97 years old. Uh, we lost to Al Jaffe this week. Uh, anybody who has been a reader of Mad Magazine for 
any of its existence, pretty much. I mean, Al was there almost since the very beginning as one of their cartoonists. He's the first one who created the idea of the fold-in that they became known for at the uh, back of every single issue. He created the first one and kept on creating them after that. And I think he may have done every single one of them in the magazine's history. I'm not certain on that one. Uh, yeah, longtime cartoonist for them. An excellent TTMer as well. I got him a couple of years ago. Al Jaffe died at 102 years old. Yeah, we lost uh, Lassie Wallander. He was uh, a gu guitarist for ABBA, played on all their hits. Uh, Lassie was 70 years old. Another musician, uh, John Reagan, died this week. He was the bassist for Peter Frampton. I'm sure you hear him on Frampton Comes Alive, if I had to take a guess there. Of course, his best-known album. John Reagan was 71 years old. Well, that wraps up the Burn Rap Minute. Our uh, sympathy and condolences go out to anyone uh, that lost anyone this week. We're uh, sorry for your loss. True. next up is TTM Returns. Was our mailbox full this week? Let's take a look at this week's TTM Returns. Well, Drew, I'm getting a complex, you know, because <laughs> I, I had, I went like five days in a row without any returns. I got two returns two days ago and no returns yesterday. I'm not sure what today's looking like, but I did get two returns. I know you got six. Why don't I do mine? Then you can do yours. All right. Cool. That'll work. Right. So I got, uh, this is a, I only sent out like three or four requests to uh, spring training. And this is one of them I sent to Patrick Wisdom of the Chicago Cubs. And he signed his 2020 two and 2023 tops cards for me uh he personalizes but it's all right uh i got him back in maybe like three or four weeks and then i got sammy khalifa who was a, a utility infielder for the pittsburgh pirates uh he signed his 1986 tops card for me uh and that took me a couple of weeks so i have a lot um out there and i've got another 15 to go out uh on monday so hopefully my mailbox will start filling up because i'm getting a complex here <laughs> if, you know i pointed this out earlier it's like anytime that i get in a whole bunch you get nothing then you get a whole bunch and i get nothing so it's like we're always covered at least so there's we got that going for us which is which makes my teeth itch but you know it, uh, yeah well. you did pretty good why don't you run down yours i did yeah so i mentioned last week that i had cliff harris uh, likely coming in and he did indeed arrive there later in the day on saturday he signed his rookie card and he also added in an extra one from the panini hall of fame giveaway set there from about 2020 Added his Hall of Fame year on uh, both cards there as well. Uh, during the week, I got a Jimmy Carson back for my 1988-89 Tops hockey set. First TTM that I've sent out and gotten for that one. So I think I'm up to five cards signed getting that one. I had four coming into it. Uh, we got Rick Miller back, former uh, Red Sox outfielder, if I remember right. I got him on He's his He's a weird uh, one, right? Sometimes he signs a lot and then sometimes he just doesn't sign. It seems like he has finally kind of established $5 and he'll sign. So... I put in the five bucks. He signed my uh, 72 tops card there and got that one back. And it's going to go out to, uh, uh, I think it's Tom Hutton is the other player that I can get on that. So it's going to be yep. going to him next week. Uh, we got Grant Jennings back, former uh, defenseman for what the, uh, with the Whalers, the Capitals, and the Penguins won two cups with the Penguins. Only player that I know of who was able to actually cut Ty Domi in a fight. <laughs> Domi, I mean, I've seen Domi like, you know, get like a nosebleed or something, but never got cut open except for the time they fought Grant Jennings. Somehow Grant uh, landed a big one on him and got the win in that one. But uh, yeah, I got him back. He lives up in Alaska, my first ever TTM to Alaska. So kind of yeah, cool I don't think I've one. ever done a TTM to Alaska. Yeah. I've done uh, Hawaii. Wednesday. Yeah. I've, I actually have gotten one in Hawaii before. They had, uh, what was it? Paul Shaw used to live out there, former uh Sure, for the Ring, Royal. Uh, Royal. Yeah. I'll see. Wednesday, I got in Milan Hayduke, sent to him over in the Czech Republic. 
took about six weeks total turnaround time from the time I sent to the time I got it. And he even added in two extra cards besides the ones I sent. So a nice little extra bonus there from him. Uh, Thursday got in a couple more for the 88-89 Tops hockey set there with Kelly Miller, former Washington Capitals forward, played for the Red Wings, I think, at one point as well, uh, Rangers before all of that. And uh, got Bob Carpenter as well, you know, him from the Bruins. He was in the 88 Did he sign the front of your card or the back of your card? He signed the front of it. The card that he will not sign the 89-90 Tops card on the front. He'll sign that on the back. But all yeah. the other ones he should be good about signing the front of. And so I made sure because I had the 8990 sitting there. I'm like, wait a minute, which one will he not sign? I checked it. And yeah, that's the one that he signs the back of, but not the front. So I held on. Why to that doesn't one, he sign the front? Do we know? I don't know, but that's been his policy forever. Because when I got him in person back in the uh, early 2000s or so, when he was a coach with, I think, New Jersey, he had the policy then. I think he had it as a player as well. Didn't ask him why exactly. But yeah, he, he'll sign the back of it, but not the front for some reason. So I uh, got those guys in on Thursday, and so I've got three that should be coming in today. I'll mention them and then verify next week there, but uh, Clint Malarchuk is one of them who should be in for the uh, 88-89 set. Jackie Smith, another Hall of Famer rookie card that should be coming in here. And Bill Mercer for the 1972 top set. He doesn't have a card in the set, but I got him on the Rangers team card because he was their uh, broadcaster back in the 72 season. Okay, cool. That's very good. And you got a bunch more going out? Um, nothing going out just yet. I mean, I've got a stack that I need to start writing, so I'll probably get on those here soon because, uh, well, a little mini spoiler alert here. Aubrey's going to be my video this week, and she got a big one in that I'm like, all right, I got to send to that guy now, too. Um, it's somebody who kind of crosses the world of because, you know, she writes to a lot of baseball people and also a lot of uh, astronauts. And this guy crosses the uh, kind of barrier of, of uh, being involved in sports to some degree space to some degree and music most heavily okay not going to give the full spoiler away but you can go and check out my video when i put that up probably either sunday or monday and uh you'll see exactly who it is there and uh, when she comes on i think it's the first one she opened out of uh nine that she got in so i've got that going and then i'm i'm closing in on 2000 successes since moving to dfw as uh, after my ones today come in i'll be at 1995 so i should hopefully pass that 2000 barrier probably in the next week or two i'm hoping very exciting. Well, thank you, Drew. I'm glad I'm glad somebody's seeing returns because yeah. certainly I am not one of them. Well, hopefully we'll have more this week. Well, that wraps up returns. I think we should wrap up the show. What do you think, Drew? I think so. I think we got everything uh, all filled in there. And this is how it ends. All right. It was a nice, neat package this week, right? Nice, yes. neat package this week. Guys, I want to thank Sean Anderson and Lou Olson from the Hall of Very Good Podcast. Great guys. It was really fun to talk with them. Also, Clemente Lisi for coming on. Regular contributor. We talked hockey uh, playoffs and hockey collectibles. I also want to thank uh, this uh, t- this last week's TTM cast uh, one-on-one interview where interviewee Rick Dempsey. Make sure you listen to his interview uh, that I did with him. It's a really fun interview. This Wednesday coming up, we have Lee Dunbar from uh, Antiques Roadshow. And she's an appraiser. We talk appraising and uh, some of the stuff that she's done at, on the show, praise on the show. So that will be on Wednesday, this Wednesday coming up at TTM Cast 101. And on Saturday, we have Steve Lane, who wrote a, br- a brand new book on Mickey Mantle collectibles. He is the foremost collector of Mickey Mantle stuff, a great book. We're going to talk to Stephen about his book as well as uh, Les Wolf joins me. Uh, for the interview, and we'll have our regular segment uh, from Les. So, Drew, I wish you a great week. Hopefully, it's not as eventful as the, this past week, right? And we just kind of 
Brews in? What do you think? Yeah, I could I could use a calm week here after the way the last two have been going. I know we got. I don't. I don't think I have anything planned really per se collecting wise. Up and then two weeks, I'm going to go to the the Rich Altman show. So that that'll be a, a fun show. Uh, and then we'll be back on on uh, Wednesday with Lee Dunbar and Saturday with Steve Lane and Les Wolf. Guys, wishing everyone many happy returns. We'll see you on Wednesday. Be good. <laughs>